You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Curtis, I got to tell you that even at six nineteen a.m., when I'm tired as fuck, that that thing gets me popping, man. It brings me back, dude. It gets yeah. me ready. <laughs> Thank you, Owen. It gets you. It gets you good to go, right? It gets me oh, good to go. And as if I wasn't already so pumped from the events from the last two days, I get it to get on here at the fucking start of the day, super early, talk to my homie. I mean, we've been on the phone for like an hour just talking bullshit when we should be podcasting quickly before wives need to go to work and stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm ready to talk some New Japan with you, man. I think this is going to be like an Okada shorts short, but a long short, Yeah, I guess. I've met us before. Like not a, not a full episode. We're, we're going to go through what we thought of Wrestle Fucking Kingdom Seventeen, baby, and then exactly. New Year's Dash New Year's on Dash. top of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I can I let you in on a little secret? Yes, please. There was not one bad fucking match over the last two days. Yeah, it was it was a good fucking time. My my friend dropped Stop in it. and well, friend of the show, Travis, guest host of one time, Travis, said, Travis. Yeah, yeah. He sent me a message and he was like, "Is there any particular matches you know besides the main events I should catch on Wrestle Kingdom?" Because he's not as you know a bigger fan of New Japan, and I was like, "Man, do yourself a favor and just carve out the time and watch the whole thing. Just watch it from start to finish, and you will have a great time." Like, and and you I can stand cut by out, that. You can cut out the pre-show if you want to. Yeah. Like, you don't have to watch the Rambo, but like the show proper. Yeah, was that's what I said. If you it. don't, if you don't have all the time, just go from the super Jun- like the super junior tag match. But really, you could watch the whole thing. Actually, now I think about it. I fucking still haven't. I haven't watched the like uh, Fujinami Suzuki multi man tag because I mean I'll tell I'll tell the full story. But like yeah, yesterday I sorry not yesterday the day before when Wrestle Kingdom was on. I I'm on leave at the moment. I took days off work so I could enjoy Wrestle Kingdom, and in the morning dropped the doggy into the dentist at seven forty five a.m. an entire day to have a small procedure. Pick her up, no worries, everything's going to be fine. I'm going to watch Wrestle Kingdom and it's the best. What ended up happening was uh, our dental surgery, which is probably the biggest, like, also emergency surgery in WA, had like an emergency dog come through or something like that. And so they didn't get to start Mochi's procedure until like 1.30 in the afternoon. And so obviously I want every doggy in the world to be saved. Totally fine. I completely get it. But this did fuck up my Wrestle Kingdom plans really badly in that like I'm driving out to this place, which isn't close to me, like as Catch-22 are hitting the ring, you know? Like, so I'm listening to the first, like, until the start, I, I pulled into my house at the start of the Zack Sabre Jr. match. 
and got up just in time to watch the end. So I heard the entire start via, you know, just listening to it, you know. I had seen the pre-show, though, and as I walked out the door, that match was coming on. And I just remembered yesterday when I re-watched all the bits I hadn't seen, I didn't catch that tag. So you'll have to tell me about that if we're going to talk about the pre-show at all. We'll probably give it a okay. quick rundown. You can let me know what that was like. We're going to go mm-hmm. through the show. Now, this is not how we normally do things. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we do this for the G1. We go through every every match. We give our ratings, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's not who we are as people. Yeah. If you want ratings, if you want you know, uh, a thorough breakdown, you can listen to things like Super J. Super J is fucking best amazing thing. for that. Joel and Damon are the fucking best. Our show is vibes. Absolutely. And we're going to vibe. We're going to go with our thoughts for the show, but we're going to break it down by how we feel, how excited it gets us. Mm-hmm. How hard are your nipples? How hard are your nipples for what rock we're hard. going on? Rock hard. Oh, rock hard. So good. <laughs> so good for you. All right. Before so, you jump into it, you got to tell everybody who we are. We've done that thing again where we just like get halfway uh, through the show and we don't do our intro. <laughs> I derail it every time. I'm sorry. How dare we? Well... We are the boys from the shorts. We are the International Wrestling Grand Prix, the king of shorts, the Okada Shorts podcast. I'm your good friend, Curtis Spears. That's your bad friend, Rafe Houston, right there. What up? And we are ready to talk New Japan fucking pro wrestling, Wrestle Motherfucking Kingdom 17. Oh, my God. Let's oh go. Let's do it. Let's break it down. Let's fucking go, bro. So the, the show opens, the opening match, it's a three-minute limit of... Oiwa, beautiful, uh, bubbly Oiwa versus Bolton Oleg, Oleg Bolton, who is a house. Yes. The, the boy is Brick humongous. House, I believe. <laughs> I, I remember you, you were, you were texting me cause I was still on the, uh, I was still on the bus home, uh, for this. I, I didn't get home until the directly after the, the Rambo. See, as you were getting home was me getting in my car, right? Like that's when we yeah. were like, I'm like, cool. My life's fucked. I'll see you. I'll talk to you. In <laughs> yeah. like, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking drive this car off a cliff. I can't <laughs> watch Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was a three minute time limit that ended with a time limit draw, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, what, 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 <laughs> so I remember you going, I got to rewatch that. Because uh, I didn't know it was starting, and I didn't know it was already over. Well, I was just like, you know, Wrestle Kingdom starting. It's obviously the pre-show. I'm, like, getting some snacks. I'm just, like, doing some bustling about in the kingdom. Some young lions have run to the ring. I turned around, and, and it was, like, over. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was watching what, it, but um, I wasn't, like, sitting there watching it, you know? So yeah. um, a couple of notable takeaways. I know that, uh, you know, Oling's a real big prospect for them. I know he's been, like, training with Nagata for, like, under years now. Um, so it was interesting to see, A, his debut was at Wrestle Kingdom. So they're obviously super high on him. B, it w- he wasn't wearing the usual young lion garb. Like, he was already coming out in his, you know, wrestling singlet and stuff like he would have used in pro wrestling, but just like a, a New Japan version. And then, C, he didn't lose his debut match which is the normal thing for a young lion you know like they they always lose to like the senior guy that's just like sort of the way it goes uh exception to that would be like Yuya and um I'm brain fading I called him the black tiger mask the last time very oh, big uh, Yoda Suji Yoda Suji because they debuted at the same time uh so they used to draw all the time you know like and so 
I mean, he didn't technically beat Oiwa, but they had a mechanism in place so he didn't lose. And he looked very, very dominant and was doing things beyond just like Boston Crabs and stuff. So my thought is that with this guy, they're obviously thinking a lot of him and now they're fucking... I don't think we're going to see like a long run as a young lion for this man. Like, I think they're going to be elevating him very quickly. Well, I, I, I read somewhere and I'm... You know, Twitter, so we'll see how, how much this actually is the truth. But I read somewhere that Nagata was going to be taking time off to work more closely with him specifically. Right. Uh, like, yeah, so that's that's pretty fucking cool, man. It, it is. And, you know, I mean, this this man is a apparently, you know, a world, one of the best in the world, you know, Greco-Roman wrestlers or, you know, amateur wrestlers as they call them. So... I'm sure he's a very different kind of prospect to your normal, you know, kid that hits the, you know, the 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 dojo, the dojo. with with no experience at all, you know. So I'm sure they're like, yo, we're not going to fuck around and and make him jump through those same hoops. I'm sure he's been doing the the rounds, and I'm sure he's been humbled, and he's you know been in the dojo and stuff. But I'm sure they're like speeding this shit up. Yeah, yeah, and it you know. He's he's not a he's not an old man you know he's a young man still yeah. at this point he's he's like you said a top prospect but I don't think he's done growing yet he's not even filled out yet like he's he's a house yeah. and he's, he's gonna huge. be bigger yeah he's huge and and what a what a weekend for Oiwa as well like in that so they've highlighted him they've put him in with the new top prospect on Wrestle Kingdom, the only young line to have a match on it. Uh, he obviously doesn't win. And so he's kind of like, oh, okay, well, I've been put in this spot, but it's a three-minute time limit, didn't have the opportunity to win, and, and I'm kind of surfed up to this dude. And then the events of New Year's Dash, which we'll get to when we talk to that. But but like they're already planting seeds for Oiwa's future, uh, and it's just interesting, and and Vegeta future and stuff like that. And these guys are young lions. Where notably, that normally these people don't even get talked about until they get back from excursion. You know, like they're kind of mm-hmm. nobodies until they come back. But they're already doing kind of interesting things with this new class. And I mean, I think it speaks to the time, uh, like that we're living in, and also like the physical conditioning and effort of these students, you know? Like, I remember seeing young lions just being, like, pudgy little dudes, you know, shaved heads just trying to figure it out, kind of thing. These dudes are coming in ripped to the gills, like, you know, ready to go, and you see them wrestling matches, and you're like, these guys are already pretty developed before we were even seeing them. So it's just interesting to see where the whole young lion system is getting to. Well, I think with the LA Dojo specifically... Uh, and with after our conversation with Mike Richards, uh, we now know that the um, the New Zealand dojo, like they're taking wrestlers who have wrestled for a long time. Like Clark Connors yesterday celebrated his seventh year of wrestling, yeah. you know. So like they're coming in and they're, you know, they're wearing just their black trunks and they're shaving their heads and they're making the chanka and stuff like that. But like man like they're 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 way more advanced than the uh you know the the japanese dojo the noge dojo like those guys are just pulling dudes out of high school yeah yeah you know mm-hmm. exactly so. and i know like didn't 
Michael said as well, like, uh, what's that young lion's name? Uh, he's one of the ones in the No Gay Dojo, kind of the sort of cool bad boy one. But he was like, you know? yeah, he wasn't he, like, Michael Richards was teaching him to wrestle like a couple of years ago, you know, before we ever saw him on New Japan TV and stuff. So they're mm -hmm. obviously, they're sending them places and stuff first before we're even getting kind of a look at them. So they're really like uh, intensifying that training and stuff. It's just very interesting to see them like, you know, developing people so quickly. Um, and yeah, it's cool how the system is evolving over time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's still, yeah, one of the best of the world. So anyway, uh, it was it was a very quick match, but I think it was a, an interesting spotlight just for the development of this person that they're obviously putting a lot of stock into. Um, and he's a big fucking dude, man. Like, you, you saw him, like, you know, he was doing ring crew for the first time at New Year's Dash. He's bigger than a lot of the wrestlers, you know. Like, he's, he's standing there and you go, man, he's a, he's a fucking big dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's an intimidating feller. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to see more of them. Uh, next up was the opening match, number two, uh, KOPW 2023. 20, uh, uh, the four people that ended the Rambo were Sho, the Great Okan, Toriyano, and Shingo Takagi. This was 30 minutes of a Rambo. Mm -hmm. Okay. Rambos are fun. It, it, it was fun. It was interesting to see TMDK be so dominant. They were the first people to start like eliminating people like in quick succession and stuff. I thought that um, uh, was was you know boded well for my Australian Perth brothers. So uh, I love to see that, and and it kind of spoke to where they're going to be positioned in New Japan. And yeah, lo lots of fun moments. I I was messaging you because you were still on the bus on the way home. And I was like, we're shaping up for a real good final four here. And I was really thinking it was going to be Shingo, Okan, ELP, and Tai Chi. And they would be my top four to be in there easily. Then, obviously, some eliminations happen and stuff, and it ends up being Yano and Show. So I was a bit disappointed with that. But I can see why they did that, though. Because, you know, they needed Tai Chi to be in another place and you know, and uh, doing other things with ELP and stuff. So they don't need them really tied up in that stuff. So fair enough. I was a bit scared that um, Yano was going to win and we were just going to reset back and undo, like, all the good work that, that Shingo's been done. But then it may not matter anyway because Shingo, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but Shingo looks set to just deliver KOPW right back to fucking Okada and go clean up your own fucking mess. So. <laughs> The only uh, the the spot that really stuck out for me was the uh, Tai Chi and Great Okan moment where they they kind of had that face off in the middle of the match. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, there were some great spots, like like you said, TMDK was sick. Um, Aaron Hanare's new gear, yeah, like his like Muay Thai yeah. boxing gear, fucking sick. Yeah, it looks cool. Um, yeah, I how how is best dressed continuing to go to the united empire yeah. just all the fucking time they got they got oh a stylist God. on on call <laughs> so good whoever yeah pay that person extra because jesus christ that's badass what's um remind um, me real quick what's fucking our dude what's the guy called that always announces that gideon gray was he on wrestle kingdom i don't remember seeing him anywhere uh 
Jeez, you know, now that you mention it, I didn't, I don't remember seeing him. He might have, he I might have come out with there. Osprey and the crew, like, but, but yeah, you didn't hear him on the mic anywhere or anything like that. Yeah, he was kind of no absent, yeah, which is a shame. I, I like remember, him. Yeah, yeah, he's he's great. He's yeah. fantastic as far as the voice goes for everybody. Because yeah, you didn't see him with heat. Catch Two Two. You didn't see him. Yeah, he normally comes out with everybody. Interesting. I wonder where he was. Mm. But yeah, anyway. But yeah, maybe like just him. didn't make it over this time. Maybe. Uh, next up was the Antonio Inoki Memorial six-man tag match. Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, and Togi Makabe versus Tiger Mask, Minoru Suzuki, and Tatsumi Fujinami. Um, Minoru Suzuki and Tiger Mask teaming up. That was cool. Unexpected. Uh, there was kind of a, a glitch uh, between Togi Makabe and Tiger Mask when they went for the... Um, they went for the finale the the big uh, closing section of the match uh tiger mask went to get up on makabe's shoulders and like i don't know if like tiger mask couldn't jump high enough or makabe couldn't get a good grip on him to like pick him up you know like it, it was it was a pretty gnarly botch they they couldn't cover for it very well because that was the final move these are the dads like people I saw ripping them on Twitter and stuff like that. Oh, they fucking botched the Antonio and Noki mama. Shut, Shut up. The fuck up. They're legends. Shut it these, doesn't matter. These like Tiger Mask is like fifty something. Togi Makabe's in his late forties. Uh-huh. You know, like they're just out there trying to do like the best shit they can. You know what I mean? And, they're having fun, dude. Yeah, exactly. One of the people in this fucking match is Tatsumi Fujinami, who is a hundred and thirty. Like he's the original the dude's a young living line, legend right? because he's he's Methuselah. Yeah, like, yeah. better body than like, me, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> you know? But yeah, wasn't he? Uh, I who said it? Somebody said it on a, a podcast or something, probably Super Jackass or whatever. That like Fujinami, I think, was Enoki's first student. Like, yeah, that's how long this dude's been doing this. You know? Yeah, yeah. So like. You can't you can't say oh this dude botched thing blah 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 like shut the fuck up man it's not it's it's the pre show they're just out there to get a paycheck and to to try their best yeah. for you know a person that they all knew who passed away they wanted to have a good match and they had a pretty good match you know let it go exactly you just got a rules yeah it's best not to read the internet I find I saw uh you know he gets suggested articles and stuff come up on Facebook. Some yeah. some dude's take popped up. I guess he's got like a wrestling twenty four seven. I don't know what what it's called. Who even cares? But like just having like a a bitch about like you know New Japan's booking of Kenny and Okada and it being a mistake and you know hope everybody leaves and New Japan in the bin. And I was just like, why is Facebook showing me this? And why would I ever care about this person's stupid opinion? Like <laughs> I don't like the takes out there can be so bad. It's best to just surround yourself with positive people that like the same shit as you. You know what I mean? I don't want to fucking... I don't care about some dude's short-sighted fucking take. I do not care. Like That's that's exactly what I said to you when we started this podcast. I said, like, there's too many, you know, wrestling podcasts out there where people just bitch, and I just want to talk about the thing I love, which Mm -hmm. is New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I want to have fun with it. Of course, we'll call it out if something's bad, because you can't just be short-sighted all the time and, and only say good things. You can't do that. Um, but it's better to focus on the things we like than to bitch about the things we don't. Absolutely. Because there's too much negativity in the world anyway. Who cares? If you look for it, you can see 
plenty of people complaining about dumb things all the time, and I ain't got time for it. I love this stuff too much. So. Yeah, so uh, let's see here. The first match, the actual proper Wrestle Kingdom card starts with Leo Rush and Yo, the winners of the Super Junior Tag League 2022 versus Francesco Akira and TJP in their third defense. Uh, yeah, TJP and Francesco Akira, um, about 10 minutes, got a nice, got a nice win, a, a good defense where I didn't think they were going to. They, um, we saw Leo Rush got fucked up, man. He had a bunch of stitches in his face and things yeah, like that yeah, after yeah. a gnarly move. Uh-huh. Was it like an X, uh, was it X factor? Yeah, I think so. It, like it, it went wrong ramp. though. And I didn't realize like until the press conference when I saw him, I was like, Oh, he didn't just, you know, get color or whatever. He actually got fucked up. Like his, yeah, his face is is wrecked. Uh, but but yeah, he kept going and like more credit to him. I got to say that fucking, it could have been the botch X factor that injured him, or it could have been fucking Akira in the press conference the day before, absolutely murdering him with that fucking call <laughs> he goes where akira's proven to be a feisty little motherfucker man he goes you know yep. i'm gonna make history and i'm gonna be the first italian to wrestle on wrestle kingdom and then he goes and hey leo maybe you can make history too because after we beat you maybe you can retire from your third company and be the first ever retirement grand slam winner and i was like yo this motherfucker just lit him up they they call him like brihare or whatever you know the fucking arsonist or whatever it is that's where the fucking flames are man <laughs> it's a up. fireball it was sick it's a straight up fireball i was like yo <laughs> there has been a fucking murder <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, uh, I absolutely love that. I was like, he's yeah. so funny. Killer match, like yeah, uh, even even Yo, like we're not fans of Yo, um, but yeah, he he took the fall in this match and he still looked really good. Like this, everyone came out looking really good, and I mean, like people bitch, people bitch so often about TJP, and I mean, I have to. Um, I mean, I like the dude, but man, that fucker can wrestle, eh? Mm. Yeah, absolutely, and he's what a fucking wrestler. I, I think you could say that the success of Catch Two Two and everything they've managed to to do and innovate and create, like as a cohesive team in such a short time, a lot of that would, a lot of that credit would go to him. You would think because he's he's such a veteran, you know, and and yeah, that they've they've become a fully formed team faster than any team I've ever seen. Like, look how long it's taken Bishamon, and even then, like. Some of their moves and stuff are pretty lame, but like Catch Two Two were always inventing new stuff and doing stuff together and working together, and that that's what you want from a team, especially a super junior team. Yep. So, yeah, yep. it was uh, it was good, and it's what you want from a Wrestle Kingdom opener, just like an explosive yeah. balls to the wall tag match. And I don't hate that um, the that United Empire won because I think they're. There's an ongoing story they're telling with Yo, they're telling with Leo here, um, and Catch Two have got other things to be doing. And let's get more Leo Rush in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, we'll we'll so talk about him more Rush. as we get to New Year's Dash. He he wasn't on it, but like what uh, the consequences of everything mean and and what his take will be on it. So, but Definitely. yeah, uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Next match was the IWGP Women's Championship match. Kyrie successfully defending against Tam Nakano. 
uh, with the insane elbow drop. Uh, and this was only a six minute match. It was hard hitting. I wish they could have given him a little bit longer, but uh, yeah, fucking awesome. Um, I'm a big fan of Kyrie. I like Tam Nakano. I love the the dichotomy of Tam Nakano where she comes out and she looks like an adorable princess yeah. and then she gets fucking hardcore right in your face and just like blasts you in the head. Yeah. Um my wife was really excited. She came out, you know, like the the sparkly princess and everything like that. My wife got really into it and she's like, "Oh my god, does she have a fucking pole arm?" Yeah. I was like, "Yes." <laughs> As a matter of fact, I believe that's a halberd. I don't know for sure. Um don't don't fucking at me. And um yeah, she was like, I love her. <laughs> it's cool, man. So that was really cool. The The platform that they're giving stardom here is, is really cool. And then, obviously, the debut of Mercedes Monet. Like, you know, Bushi wrote a, you know, TV Asahi, whatever, are putting money into this to really sort of bring eyes to that product. And, and I think it's really cool. I think the, those wrestlers and the, the effort they put in definitely deserve it. And it's going to be interesting to to see where it goes. Um, I thought it was interesting, sort of the cadence and and how slow Mercedes was speaking. But I, I feel like that was probably probably a choice. Like they were probably like, "Yo, it's predominantly a Japanese crowd. Speak slowly. Make sure everybody understands what you're saying." Because you know how it was really sort of drawn out and sort of slow. I think she was trying to really get it across in the building to to everybody what she was saying. Um, but yeah, she she looked the part, and it's going to be interesting to see that match down the road, and and see how many new eyes it can bring in. So many people were, you know, again calling this a you know, oh the big botch and stuff like, oh she didn't get the the pop that she. Okay, tell me you don't watch fucking Puroresu, uh, without telling me you don't watch Puroresu. Yeah, the the fans reacted the second they saw her face pop up on the screen. Uh-huh. The fans reacted when she uh, when she shook Kyrie's hand. The fans reacted when she hit her new finishing move, which, of course, yes, it was not hit properly. Who? Okay, yeah, but uh, you know the fans. Oh, the fans weren't cheering or anything like that for us. Like, no, no, no. They're they're fucking Japanese. They're being polite. When you're talking, they sit quietly. Yeah, they're not doing what's or like chanting Sasha Banks or some fucking annoying yeah. shit. So. Yeah. Tell me you don't watch fucking Pura without telling me you don't watch Pura. Um, yeah, she's she's gonna draw money to this to this company and eyes to this company, yeah. and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it was uh, this battle in the valley. Media. It's gonna be so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be interesting to see how it goes and the whole new look and everything like that. I think it's gonna be cool. Dude, she looked nuts. It was yeah. she looked like a Tekken character. It was yeah, yeah, fantastic. exactly. She pulled that Ariana like turn myself Asian move. Like where you, it's <laughs> like I'm just gonna be Asian now and like <laughs> and just nail it. Like yeah, that was cool. The back of her coat said uh, "Banks" on it in oh, Japanese. Oh, did it really? Yeah, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, the the this so people are saying like, oh, when's she gonna end up in AEW? And evidently, she's not. Yeah. Like. This is this is stardom only because they're going to give her the uh, I guess the Brock Lesnar uh, dates. You yeah. know she's going to have a couple of couple of dates here and there, and like not going to be a full time touring wrestler or anything like that. So like yeah. she doesn't want to go to AEW. She wants to be on fucking Star Wars shows and shit like that, and yeah. then come and wrestle in Japan, which is you know 
fucking swell. Also, I'm, I think she wants to, she was always kind of a wrestler's wrestler in NXT, you know, like when you, yeah. they, they were some of the first women's matches that were like really good that I had ever seen. Yeah. You know, I think she wants to show she's one of the best in the world. I think she wants to compete with the stardom wrestlers who don't fuck around and show that she's like no joke. Like I, I think you're going to see some pretty amazing matches from her. Because people are like, oh, it's, it's like when you're working like the WWE house style, it is what it is. I still remember that title match against Bailey at NXT, which is still one of like maybe the best women's match I've ever seen. Like it was so good. It's, and it's a fantastic match, it's period. So good, just in general. Uh, yeah, absolutely. One of the best NXT matches to ever happen. And it's like she she can tell those stories and, and tell that physicality and stuff with some of the best in the world. And and Mercedes is like a huge wrestling fan. She has been her entire life. Like she wears her wrestling nerdism like on her sleeve and all their old photos and you know and things like that are everywhere. Like she's gonna wanna wanna fucking kill it. And she's not gonna phone it in and everyone's gonna be like, Oh wow, this is the best female wrestler in the world by the time she's done. I think. Yeah. yeah. They've the the cuffs are off now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're gonna absolutely. see some shit. Yeah, and she's gonna, gonna see some shit. She's gonna want it so bad. How uh did you hear the rumor that Bailey and uh Trinity Fatu were the were the Grim Reapers during Kyrie's entrance? Uh, I did not, but now that you say that, that would be pretty cool. And I know that I know that Bailey was definitely in the house. I saw that FDR picture and stuff. So, yeah, I, I don't know if that's true, but that would be really cool. If it, it, was. Would, it would be really cool. I don't. I don't know if it'd be true. It was pretty choreographed, so I don't know if they're just gonna, you know, dumb, <laughs> they'd have the time to be nailing that. So yeah. Uh, so next up, uh-huh. uh, the sixty minutes limit. IWGP Tag Team Championship match, FTR versus Bishamon. Uh, Yoshihashi pins FTR bald right in the middle of the fucking <laughs> ring after about 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, the absolute true. scenes. Yeah. I was ready for the Twitter meltdown uh, when, uh, when... Was there uh, a Twitter meltdown? Name? I don't really move in those circles. So. I, I didn't see one. Nah, it's because they know he's, he's the better wrestler. That's not it. Yoshihashi's the fucking man. Uh, I will say that I'm stoked to see, like, I, I do everything that we said about Bishamon and Tag League and everything like that aside. I'm stoked to see New Japan just back in their own guys. I'd be like, fuck it, these, guys, these are the best guys. They're our guys, you know. But I do think that Bishamon's finish fucking sucks. Like, I, yes. li- I like Godo's half of the finisher because I like that move. But Yoshihashi literally just sits down. <laughs> he doesn't like oh. put put an arm down to apply any additional pressure or whatever. It, like, it, yeah, you know what I mean. All of their finishes are just Yoshihashi lifts a dude waist high, and then Goto drops him. Yeah, <laughs> that's every that's every move they do, every and then Yoshihashi gets the pin. <laughs> But he literally just, yeah, it's like, fuck, man. The, but they've the, got cool armor. Yeah, he does have cool armor. He's done better hair as well. Uh, to, to be fair, though, there's a, there's a history in New Japan of terrible tag finishes. Like, just so little effort. Like, Magic Killer and fucking this. And, you know, it, it just pisses me off. I'm like, just put in that little bit more effort and you can figure this out. Here's another move where we lift you waist high and then yeah, drop you. And do nothing. Exactly. But 
hey, that's it. Uh, it was it was a good match. Um, Great match. Yeah, I it, loved it. Yeah, exactly. I think I think it's good, and Yoshiashi always gets that sympathy, and yeah, I th- I think it's good, and you know, it, it crowns them, and it was it was fine. Was it my favorite match on the show? Absolutely not, but I, but I still think it was super good, and I I think that FTR worked hard, and it sounds like they're not done with New Japan either, so it'll be interesting to see if they I hope not come back around. I hope not, man. I, I I would love to see them again. There are some other teams in uh, New Japan that it's weird to say that there's some more teams in New Japan. I know. But there's some other teams in New Japan that have uh, I would love to see FTR face. I'd love to see, um, y- you know, of course, TMDK yeah. versus FTR. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would love to see uh, the new G.O.D. or the old G.O.D. versus FTR. That'd be fucking fantastic. Like, there's there's people out there who yeah, obviously uh, Aussie Open as well. The, the Aussie Open versus be. FTR. Let's run that back. Mm-hmm. Fucking a. But yeah, they're, they're Forbidden build- Door Two, baby. Mm-hmm. And they build. Yeah, they're building up a little stable here of um of tag teams they can use. So there's some cool stuff to go. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so next up, Ren Narita versus Zack Saber Jr. The 15 minutes limit NJPW World TV Championship Tournament finale. Zack Sabre Jr. wins in 10 minutes and 32 seconds with an arm lock cross hold to become the very first NJPW World TV Champion. Ugly ass belt. Again, words on a belt. He's the words on a belt champion. He is. But man, this match was fucking it, yo. Yeah. So good. It was super fun. Um, I enjoyed the press conference uh, with them. I saw somebody on Twitter was like, this looks like two university professors that hate each other. Um, and, and I think fucking Narita rocking the like John Lennon, you know, style glasses, like John Lennon like shake. Clark and stuff. Kent to Superman. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I thought they were really good together. It was fun. I think the, the NJPW, you know, world type, matches like this 15 minute time limit thing is going to be really interesting and a sweet spot for Zach. And I was happy to see Zach win it, man. And then at the end, uh, having TMDK come out, what's this going to mean? You know, Noah, he's challenging. For the yeah, exactly. Or are they about to jump him and there's like somebody else coming from behind or whatever, but no, they, they offer him to join TMDK and he does. And we've got, you know, a new head of that faction, the front man, as they say, the front man of TMDK. There's no leaders, but there is the front man. So, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Zach Sabre Jr., honorary citizen of Perth. Basically my neighbour. So I'm very excited mm-hmm. about that. He lives in, uh, what, what, what was the block you said you live in? <laughs> I live in the 6,000. 6,000? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, uh, That's where Zach lives. Zach's city. in the 6,000s today. Exactly, he is. Um, so when do we get to see fucking... Zach and bad dude Tito fucking run the world tag league. Oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> I hope that uh, happens. That would be dope. I mean, shit, that would be so fucking rad. Next year at the end of the year, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, big teats and Zach would be awesome. I'm so excited about that, man. Like I was texting, <laughs> like, you know, I've, I've been saying like, I need to get a TMDK shirt. I, I was thinking <laughs> of getting the Jonah one. Uh-huh. And all these things, and then and then now it's just like, well, now I have to. Yeah, you were like, I mean, I'm like, doing I was, it right now. Like he had it, had the shop up and was buying the shirt. 
I was like, I'm, I'm fucking, I have to get this. There's no way around it. I was yeah. wearing my Suzuki goon shirt, like as, as it happened. And I was like, well, fuck now. All right, cool. There you go. It's fate. But yeah. It's faded. It's going to be interesting seeing uh, like these uh, dynamics of these new factions as they develop. We'll obviously talk more about that uh, as we get to, to New Year's dash, but, dash. but yeah, I, I, I love the idea of him with TMDK. That's cool. Next up, in the match that we all thought was the piss break, 60 minutes time limit, never open weight championship match, the rig, Tamatanga <laughs> defeats Machine Gun Carl Anderson via gun stun. Tamatanga becomes the new never open weight champion. This match did not suck. Yeah, it was good. There weren't, there it weren't was bad good. matches on this show. It, it was really enjoyable. Um the, the bright the lights were shining in the Tokyo. They were, they were shining. Um, the elevation that this fucking dude gets on gun stunts and stuff, it's just crazy. The spring in Tamatonga, right? Like, he's just absolutely nuts. I, Amy paid attention to this match, like, for the first time, I guess, since Tama has been a good guy. You know, she hasn't really been watching it and stuff. And then at the end, when he just, like, fucking tears away the the fucking shirt to reveal the rig she was like let's go like uh, also it was po- <laughs> it was pointed out by my friend Mo that she's like why has Tamatonga come as turbo man uh from, from that Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> movie and so that <laughs> jingle, the, jingle of the vein. Yeah, <laughs> she was watching at home and sent through like a picture of that action figure and I'm like just not wrong <laughs> that's fucking fantastic turbo oh man. my god I I love I love that. That's great. That's I don't really have much to say about this match. Uh, I mean, suck. I mean, it was what it was, and it, it was it I, was enjoyable. I was very, yeah, very happy with it. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that Amy had a good time. I I do I did save the uh, voice message that you sent me that just said the rig <laughs> at full volume, squealing like a girl. Um, I will say the after the uh, in the post match comments there was kind of a nice moment where Tama talked about you know being there for twelve years and finally getting this singles moment at Wrestle Kingdom. He was like, "Carl Anderson, I love you, bro." And then Carl interrupts the press conference, comes in, he talks to he talks to Tama's son. He's like, "You're not mad at Uncle Chado, are you?" And then he's like, "I just had to be a dick for a few months uh, while we made that money or whatever." And thanks Chado and gives him a hug and stuff and everybody's friends and he leaves but like i wonder what's next for the rig now you know so now you know his original never title reign was cut short and then now we've we're completely reset we're through that carl's gone back to wwe i wonder i wonder who's next for for tama and where we're kind of going with this i there's so many people that it could be. Mm. And I mean, we can get into it around dash, mm. but like if you had to pick a, 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 a heel to come out against the newly minted, well, not even newly minted anymore. He's, he's the baby face, Tamatanga, uh-huh. the baby face assassin, the rig, the rig. That was me saying <laughs> you actually had that audio queued up. That was awesome. <laughs> Got to drop that into my soundboard over here at some point. Oh man. Heck yeah. yeah. 
we're going to get, what did you call it? Dingo eat your baby? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It would be, be radio <laughs> shock jocks where we just uh, mm-hmm. shoot off sound effects. Mor- morning zoo shock jocks. We yeah. have a wiener. <laughs> um, who are you going to have up against Tamatonga? I'm trying to remember who he fought at Dash. I'm trying to remember who he was. Don't worry about it. Don't worry, Don't worry about, about that. that. Okay, if I'm just fantasy booking it, who I'm putting Tama against. Hmm. Top of your head. Don't overthink it. Yeah. I think my answer is probably where it will eventually go, but I probably Jay White. I guess, like, um, I, I'm obviously taking into account the stuff that's going down with Hikaleo and stuff, but, um, yeah, I think uh, there's still a grudge to be settled. Tama had beat him in the G1, you know what I mean? There's, there's a lot of animosity there, and I think there's still a little bit more fuel in that tank, you know, that they can sort of get from the two of them and also keep Jay busy when he can't be in the world picture. Okay, cool. I dig it. I mean, the ultimate ultimate bad guy versus the ultimate uh, good babyface guy with yeah, the rig. Exactly. But, yeah, I, th- so, I think that would okay. be a good choice. Either that or ELP would be a good choice as well. That was that was who I was thinking was uh, ELP. But who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Uh, let's go on to the Keiji Muto final match in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a 30-minute time limit, six-man tag. Shota Umino, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Keiji Muto, so past, present, and future, mm-hmm. versus LIJ, Bushi, Sonata, Tetsuya Naito. Uh, Shooter got the pin here over Bushi, like in the, you know, under the bright lights in the big spot. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Felt great about it. It was the first time that Amy and Mo, they've been out of New Japan, you know, over this last year. They weren't really about the clap crowds and being busy and so not really about it. It was their first time watching Shooter properly, like since he's been back, and they were like, "I can't believe our baby has grown up so much." And and it was really fun to watch them just like loving, loving seeing him, you know, as a fully formed wrestler. And, and I felt the same way. I th- I think, man, he's just got whatever it takes. You can see why they're putting him in these positions. Um, I really enjoyed the match. It was super fun. We were all concerned that. Muto could die at any moment or a knee could blow out because he wasn't moving like a healthy person. Except for when the fucking match was over and he was fucking on his way back to the dressing room to fucking shower and get the fuck out of there. So fast, yeah. you've never seen. He's like, yeah, he cool, we, fucking we've won. See ya. Like, he's just fucking... Go- Though Tanahashi was making me laugh because he was, like, running with him and, like, pretending to shepherd him out. Like, he's his young boy. And Mudo's like, fuck off, man. I'm, like, laughing as he's like, everybody out of the way he's going through. <laughs> like, just taking the piss out of him, which is really good. Um, but, yeah, it, it was a fun little match. And, and, like, you could tell it sort of meant a lot to everybody in it. You know, I know the LIJ guys that were... Fighting him, obviously, have looked up to him. Naito has said, you know, he's his favorite wrestler. And I know that uh, Sonata counts him as a mentor. And, you know, that's why he does the main so and different things like that. So I thought it was fun and, and a good little send-off for him. But, yeah, it was it was all about building sh- Shooter, which is probably why Moto didn't care that much when he was getting out. <laughs> yeah. It was cool to see the three of them, like, together in the ring. You know, like we said, everyone kept saying past, present, and future. Um it's it's neat to see that evolution of the like charismatic over the top baby face, uh-huh. you know, like that was Mudo in the in the nineties and the eighties, uh-huh. 
and he had a dark side, obviously, with the you know the great Muta. Uh, but when you when you think of Kejimuto, you think of like bucket loads of charisma, and you know people screaming, like wanting to like touch him and see these amazing things that he could do, yeah. and like that's Hiroshi Tanahashi, yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and that's going to be Shoto Umino, yeah. Like the dude is that he's, he's going to be a great wrestler. He's going to be a legend and uh, it's fucking awesome that we get to, you know, we've been in on the ground floor. We saw him as a baby. We saw him in the young lions cup. We saw him, you know, his first, his first matches, you know, exactly. It's, it's fun to see. It's going to make me feel really old. Yeah. It's fun (laughs) to see him grow and develop. and, And also he seems to grow in confidence literally every time you see him. As well, you know yeah. what I mean? At first, he sort of seemed timid and a bit nervous and that. But, you know, he's he's falling into that role and he's finding it, you know. He may not have a... I, I don't know if he's necessarily got that charisma, like, as naturally as Tanahashi has it, because Tanahashi's a very, you know, boisterous sort of outgoing person. But uh, but he's finding his way, you know. He'll get there. Definitely. So, really fucking awesome to see Shooter get that get that uh, pin under the bright lights. And he did it with the Death Rider, too. Yeah. The fucking Death Rider DDT. Still he does a good Moss. Death Rider as well. Like, it fucking it looks like he's murdering people. It's cool. Okay. 60 minutes time limit. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship four-way match. Master Wado, El Desperado, Hiromu Takahashi, and Taiji Ishimori. Ishimori loses the match, loses his belt, because Hiromu pins Master Wado with the time bomb too. New junior heavyweight champion Hiromu Takahashi. Beltson is back where he belongs. What'd you think of this match? Uh, I love this match. I feel like they chose love it. the least interesting winner, in my personal opinion. Like it felt like Wato Mania was running wild. Uh, oh, at, at the thing. I was I was sending you messages. Wado's gonna do it. Yeah. Wado's gonna do it. I bought in at the I time. I was in. concerned because I did not want him to win. Um, but what's what's that fucking move? Because let's face it. I mean, he was even a little bit botchy in this. There was a fucking uh, he takes like a I don't know kind of looked like a last ride power bomb from Hiroma or somewhere and just comes straight down on his head. And I was like, well, Wado's out now. He's literally fucking knocked out. Was how it looked. Uh, and then... Um, I remember, yes, I said, oh, he's murdered. Yeah, he's been yeah, murdered. Wado dead, though. But Wado does that thing where he sort of does like a... Like a fucking... Tossy type thing into a pin. I don't know. It looks like oh, he murders. Recipiente, yeah, something like that is what whatever it is. It's cool though, like because it yeah, looks it like it fucking kills people. And then he, you know, there was a, a moment where he did that, and it was so brutal. And then he lets the pin go, and even the commentators are like, "What's he doing?" And then he like goes to the top and like fucks it or whatever. But that that move is just—he looks like he's killing dudes, eh? When he when he does that. Oh yeah, it's absolute fucking just like basically like hip toss power bomb. Yeah, type you know, thing. And they, they just yeah, bomb. they just end up in the thing. It's it's cool. Love it, yeah. love it. Recipiente, I believe, is what it's called. Yeah, Something like that. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fucking killer move. And yeah, like that's just him being young. I'm starting to think maybe this botchy thing that they're doing is like a long term story that he's been telling. There's no way. This. <laughs> There's literally no I'm, way. I'm talking galaxy brain. They were like, dude, you're going to come back. You're going to look like a complete shithead. 
you're gonna fucking we're giving you the worst gimmick be... we're putting you in blue like you know and pink. Yeah. your gimmick sonic the hedgehog here yeah. we go and uh, you're gonna punch a tree but like i i i feel like this because he's getting better and better and better every time you see him and like the fans are getting more and more and more behind him and he's always had that like harai kawato had all the fan support in the world yeah yeah and he comes back and people are like what is this fucking joke yeah and it just i think it just takes a while for people like clap crowds especially for people to you know get over some of them need that interaction and maybe he's just one of them that is yeah and i think as well like it's pretty well documented. He's been like training actively with Ibushi. And I think that's probably what's really starting to show as well. Like, um, you know, his physical transformation, he's, you know, been bulking up heaps. His fitness is getting up. His wrestling's getting better. I think it's just, just needs more time, you know? And, but we, we're seeing shades. They gave him a, a huge chance to shine in this match, probably more than anybody else. And, and I think it, um, it really showed what he's capable of and probably gives the the first kind of signs that he could be a potential champion where it wasn't that long ago that we were like, put him in the bin and he's done, you know? So yeah, yeah. I, he'll, he'll definitely be a future junior champ. Yep. I'm, I'm planting the flag now. Mm-hmm. Water's good now. Okay. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Deal with it. All right. But yeah, would have, uh, as far as winners, I personally, would have, wouldn't have mind by the time it was all said and done. Wouldn't have minded to see him win. Wouldn't have even mind Ishimori retaining. Obviously, would have loved Despi to win. Um, but Hiromu for me is kind of they haven't really been doing anything with him. But obviously, there's going to be a story they tell with Hiromu, and maybe there's some interesting combinations with him that they can still dial up. You know, I hope so. Um, it seems like they need a little freshening up in yeah. the junior division right now. Uh, maybe a new face on top might be, might be the best way to go. Yeah, maybe but, uh, uh, maybe it's because Despy is going heavy. Maybe. maybe, 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 maybe. We'll talk more about him in New Year's Dash. Yes, we will. Yes, we fucking will. Believe it. Uh, next up, the first of the double main event, sixty minutes time limit. IWGP US Heavyweight Championship Will Ospreay versus Kenny fucking Omega Do you want to just go off about this fucking match I mean, You were fucking oh you were you were on it I was you on were fucking one about on it dude. I'm now I now find myself today not even having that much to say because how do you how do you fucking critique or talk about one of I think probably the best matches you've ever seen. Like it was like how many stars can a match get? Like it was it was really it's, it's, it's not stars, it's constellations. Yeah. How many constellations can be Bro, thrown at this like fucking match? I haven't felt that fucking pumped about a pro wrestling match since I sat in my fucking mother in law's living room and watched the Dominion draw life between Kenny and Okada. You know, jumping out of my seat like fucking going crazy. My wife fully engaged with wrestling you know what i mean like we were just like this is this is fucking it this is two of the best wrestlers in the world if not the two best wrestlers in the world doing it as good as it can be done is how it felt it was like peak performance every move hit every reaction from the other person like it just 
just fucking as good as it can be done, man. It was really fucking awesome. Yeah, I I loved it. I absolutely loved it. From the second, like, fucking Kenny's entrance, like, he's, you know, like, the fucking, the terrible hair and the fucking Sephiroth costume and the big one-wing fucking video thing. And, like, it just was main event. And then when it starts, like, I noticed the little typewriter, instead of saying, like, Commonwealth Kingpin or whatever it normally says, it goes, Return of the Assassin. And then it had that little piano intro. And we're like, is this the fucking... Is this the it's elevated? Different. And then when elevated comes back in and he comes comes out as the assassin again and all the fucking, you know, I was like, this is just fucking it. They're setting Osprey up to fucking, you know, be the new hero of New Japan, kind of this invading force. And then Amy's like, do you think, like, Osprey's going to win, right? And I'm like, it's probably 60-40 Osprey, you know? And then when they pull the Omega win i was like oh he's not done and that's the fucking best because this is when i when i told you i read that stupid take on facebook of somebody carrying on about the short-term booking and just putting over a fucking you know somebody that left new japan for aw and all that. yo this is the beginning of a story you dumb fuck if that person's read, listening to this now whoever wrote that article you know what i mean it's the beginning and they're setting osprey up to be the biggest star in the fucking world you know what I mean? He yeah. he even in his thing has given himself a year to be where he wants to be, and whether it's heel or face or however that works, you've you've seen him just go through these, you know, wars and things like that, and he's just earning battle scars and armor, man. And by the time like it, it, if anything, I was like, this is a good sign because they were just getting that belt off Osprey. You know what I mean? Like Mm-hmm. They're they're sending him to the moon, man. He's gonna be he's gonna be the face. He's gonna be the new Kenny. He's gonna be like the guy for for New Japan. They know what they've got, and he he knows what he is and what he wants to be. And it's gonna be fucking killer, man. And uh, them, if Osprey had won, that meant it was just a one and done exhibition match, and the, there was nothing left in the tank. You know, putting it on Kenny is like now we've set seeds for ongoing many more of these matches that are going to get more and more ridiculous. Like, this is the new Omega Okada. Like, this is this is the, the new rivalry that's going to pack houses and and just do 20 million stars. Like, it's... Yeah. Mean, meanwhile, you still have Osprey and Okada. Yeah, as you well. Know, he, still, he still has to overcome that final boss as well. Yeah, exactly right. Like, they're, they're setting, they're setting, like, this is... Uh, Balrog and fucking Sagat and 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 Vega before you actually get to M Bison. Yeah, you know, you've yeah. got all these tests to go through, the Lords of Shadowloo before <laughs> you get to the, the mountaintop. Yeah. You know, and you know, is he is he going to be Ryu yeah. and overcome all this, or is he going to be fucking Dan Hibiki and be like just a fucking joke? <laughs> Exactly. I love this deep cut on fucking Street Fighter. Um, but you're 100% correct. And New Japan, when it does its long-term storytelling, this is what makes long-term storage work because the, the wrestlers have to go through crucibles. They have to achieve things. They have downtime and stuff. Because guess what? If he just fucking wins everything, then he's just like John Cena or fucking Roman Reigns when everybody fucking hates it. You know what I mean? Because they just win everything and there's nothing to overcome. 
it's it's a story and it's not about being the winningest winner. It's about the journey and and having it mean something. Everybody talks about, you know, Daniel Bryan's, you know, double title win is one of the best title wins of all time, right? And guess what? That's because he went through, like, so much to fucking get there and overcame so much that it meant a lot when it happens. If he just fucking wins straight away, then it's a thing. So, And also they, they know as well that they, they're rehabilitating him and, and building him, you know what I mean? There was a time when everybody thought he was a fucking dickhead and that he had, you know, bad publicity on the internet and stuff like that. And so they build a faction around him and they're just slowly building stuff like, they're gonna they're gonna continue to do it, and at the moment he's sort of in this like aggressive pouty I fucking blew it sort of phase. But if anything, this showed that like the fans are always ready at a moment's notice to be behind him. You know what I mean? The second he he came into that clearly as the phase and and didn't give up. You know what I mean? Until he was dead, and that it like spits in fucking Omega's face before he dies. You know, and so. Here we go. Let's let's see where it goes and go on the ride because I, I have faith that they're they're gonna deliver. And those two, I said, Damien, I'm like these two fucking psychos are gonna kill each other because they're both yep. like that's how serious they take it. They they'll put their bodies on the line. That like you saw Omega's fucking face. You saw both of their faces. They beat the ever living fuck out of each other. You know, in a predetermined fucking play, like you know, because they they take it that serious. When I met Kenny Omega. Like after that Wrestle Kingdom, and I'm like, and how are you feeling today? And he was like, oh, it took a few more years off my career, kind of thing. And he's like, it's all going to be worth it by the time I'm done. Like, that's his mindset. You know what I mean? And and that's what you're going to see from Osprey as well. Fucking nobody pushed themselves harder. I was going to say this year, but think about the year before that. Like fucking Osprey basically worked since so 2019. Hard. Dude, like. like it, Every tournament, fucking everything. He's working, like, working so hard. And that promo that Osprey cut, like, at, at the press conference beforehand where, you know, oh Kenny's speaking in Japanese and fucking Don's doing all this. And then fucking Osprey clears the table and is fucking nose-to-nose with Okada and swearing his head off. And some people would say, like, oh, you know, it's pretty, you know, swearing just for swearing's sake. No, man, that was all emotion. You know, that was him letting out his real feelings on the life he's lived and COVID times and flying back and forth and, like, nobody gets it. Like, it's real. And and that's why it fucking rang true because you can feel the honesty in his words. And as he continues to find that and show that, that's what makes a fucking a real, real wrestler. You know, it's amazing. Yep, yep. It's so so crazy how... Like people talk about Will's in ring style changing, you know, his body changing. The fact that right now he's fucking fantastic promo. Yeah, as well. He's found his groove. Bro. Yeah, bruv. He's found bruv. it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm in awe of what they were able to achieve, man. It yeah. was so good. Like, I, I was, I was ready. I was, I was saying, like, shut it down. Just shut it down. Don't don't even bring out Okada right now. I was like, Just how can anybody fucking follow this? Like, and I'm surprised they didn't do some big angle or something like that, you know, to have controversy at the end. They just went with the, like, you know, happy ending, Anoki tribute 
sort of thing. And, I mean, that's a very New Japan thing to do as well. So I was kind of like, like, do you think there'll be something crazy? I'm like, yeah, but also maybe just no. Like, because that's like super New Japan. You just go, nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's the ser- it's a season finale, yeah, isn't exactly. it? Like, mm-hmm. they're they're gonna you you know it may not be the climax of the show, but like this is this is how it ends, and here's the come down, mm-hmm. and here's you know we're all going home with a smile on our face. Season yeah. finale, even the challenge, just like a cheeky Shingo, just being like, hey, but what if what if I challenge you? Like you know, just being a, a fucking dorky and like even that was just standing like you said season finale here we go all wraps up and you know everybody goes home happy so oh, it's so good yeah but uh well, I mean, we were skipping the match real quick but what did you think of okada jay white because i mean it was a lot to follow and jay was really like leaning into his like sort of obnoxious side real early in the match like and it was interesting to see my wife's tape because she was like why is he fucking being so annoying like and for me for her it was sort of getting a bit too especially after the context of that last match a bit like more like go away heat than i want to see him get his ass kicked heat you know what i mean she was like this is just i'm bored with this uh and then you know akata starts to pick it up and you get the stunning closing sequences like you always do and and it and it brings you back in but but yeah there was he has really been leaning into that kind of like yelly sort of obnoxious thing how how did it all read for you um so the two both the main event matches uh kenny kenny osprey and okada j white both of them as i was sitting down watching them i was like i don't think this is going to live up to expectation this is good but i don't know if it's going to get there and i should have just fucking sat there and, and not thought that uh-huh. i should have just sat back and let it wash over me because i'm, I'm sitting there i'm watching the kenny osprey match and i'm like this is good this is really good you know it's not really it's not really hitting me yet it's not, and by the end of it i was on the edge of my fucking seat you know like when you're in the movie theater and you know the you're watching the explosions and the avengers team up and stuff and and you're just you just the the portals open on your left cap fucking everybody starts coming through and you're just sure that's me yeah handful of fucking nachos fucking giant pepsi in the other hand and i'm just go fucking get him get him will get him (laughs) and like i i i was like coming down after that and the the thing is the come down after that match directly into the first 10 minutes of a, of an Okada championship title match. And it's a Jay white match too, like an obnoxious and, yeah, yelling type thing. Too. And you're like, yo, this is a long way to fall. This is a long so, way. To fall. Yeah. It, it, I thought they're going to kill this crowd because like the first 10 minutes of an Okada match, very slow, very paced. You know, like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's looking for the for the, something he can exploit. And here's Jay being a fucking little, a cheeky little git. And he's like sitting on his butt so Okada can't hit him. And, you know, he's. I did like that bit when he fucking, then Okada just square kicks him in the head. Like, I thought oh, that was, that was fucking fantastic. Yeah. So by the time they get to that, I'm like, you fuck him up. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm just waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. And then, like, 
by the time it's over, I'm I'm like, yeah, that was really fucking good too, man. <laughs> the, the faith they have, and also the fucking experience and, and faith that Okada has in his formula and the way he does things. It's like all that shit. He's like, chill, guys. I got it. Ending sequence is going to yeah. fucking do it. Did, I know what I'm did fucking Did you forget doing. who I am? It's, I'm fucking Okada. The end of this match, I can guarantee you that everyone's going to have a good time. And fuck, he, they brought it back. Like, they absolutely brought it back. But you're right. That come down between the two was brutal. Almost to the point where I think they could have had a match in between the two. You know what I mean? Like to just fucking ride you over a little bit. But that, that crushing low did lead to quite a big high towards the end. And they had some great false finishes too. He hits the Blade Runner on fucking Okada. And I was like, well, that's it. Because nobody kicks out of the Blade Runner. I thought Runner. that was all she wrote. And then, then yeah. Okada kicks out. And I don't know if that's the first time anyone's ever kicked out of the Blade Runner. It might be. And I was like, yo, he fucking... Like, I, I bid on it huge because nobody kicks out of that move. They've protected it so well. The same as... Fucking Jay kicks out of the fucking Rainmaker, which nobody has done in a very long time. And you're like, fuck, like, what's going to happen? Uh, and then, yeah, it, it ends. Uh, and Jay's like a destroyed fucking kissy mess. Like, he's like just a, a ruined human at the end of it. So um, what, I haven't what seen What do you the, think he said? Yeah. What do you think he said to Okada? Like, wrong answers only. What do you think he said? Um, Hail Hydra. Uh, I love you, man. Probably like, like yeah. you know what I mean. I haven't it's seen a... the the I haven't seen the post match um, comments from Jay uh, yet. Is there a big promo that happened after that? <laughs> he it's it's a, it's good. He blames Hikileo. He's like Hikileo, you did this. You started this ball rolling because you chose your brother over a bullet club and all. Like, what? <laughs> like, motherfucker, really? Mm. Like, I, show I, your work. I, like, <laughs> I thought it was a bit of a leap, like at New Year's Dash. I didn't realize he was immediately talking about it after Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. That which is strange. I mean, I get like New Japan, like, seeing stuff in Hikaleo, but. He is far from ready in my eyes, like to fucking even be in the conversation with these guys in work, in look, in, in anything. So that's super surprising to me to hear that he was immediately talking about him in his post-Wrestle Kingdom fucking press conference. That's weird. It's fucking weird, eh? Like, they, I mean, they did the stuff with Carl Anderson and then now with Jay White. Like they really wanting to do something with this guy. And I'm like, I know why, but I'm not sure I see it yet. Like, are they pulling the trigger too quick on this dude or what are they doing? I I don't think they're pulling the trigger specifically. I think they're like just, they're, they're letting you know. They're putting their cards on the table and saying, this dude is going to be something. So we got to watch him. Okay. Pay attention to Hikaleo. Yeah. And then maybe, like I said, maybe that is leading to Tama and Jay again. You know what I mean? Like, Definitely. I don't know, a bit of fantasy booking real quick. What It's obviously loser leaves Japan. Everybody loves that. Everybody's going to talk about that. Oh, that means Jay's going to WWE. It means he's going to AEW. This is how they write him out of the show. I mean, more, more likely, there's probably two options here. One, he just fucking wins and sends Hikaleo back to strong. 
You know what I mean? Because guess what? It's wrestling. It's not a real law-abiding contract, and he will be able to return at some point. You know what I mean? They yes. just he just turns up one day, and they're like, "He's back!" Like you know what I mean? Like it fucking it doesn't matter. So they go, "You're fucking kicked out of Japan." give Hikalea something to do. He's just on strong and he starts to dominate it. He's got a fire under himself. He was, he's fucking, you know, uh, banned from Japan and wronged by the ex-champion and he's got a grudge on his shoulder and, and something to do with him because at the moment he doesn't really have much character and then Jay White continues on what he is. Or Jay loses and then he's doing that. You know what I mean? He's doing AEW dates. He's doing strong and he's, He's fucking pissed off. Bullet Club want nothing to do with him because he's a fucking loser. And so begins, you know, the Jay White sort of face turn to eventually return to Japan as like the shining knight, you know. So either way, it gives you something you can do there. Or it could be to write him out of the company, you know, or, or either of them. But well, I, let's, I feel let's, like... Let's, let's wait for New Year's Dash before we talk too yeah, much about... Exactly. I'm already, I'm already on one about it. Because uh, it was a, a natural transition. But either way, I think if we just wrap up our thoughts on Wrestle Kingdom, really enjoyed it. It was a huge return to form um, from a Wrestle Kingdom. I think every match was really enjoyable, and I just had like an absolute great time uh, watching it. Would have had a better time had my uh, day not been fucked and I was able to just watch it from start to finish and enjoy it like I intended. But I um, I still had a great time, and, and man, the... That Osprey and Okada match was something. I'm sorry, Osprey and uh, Omega match was something else. It was something, man. Mm-hmm. Is New Japan back? New Japan never left. Just depends on if the if you know the the interest outside of Japan is there, and you know, I think it is, and I think they're now they're getting past all the restrictions and you know all those things and. You know, they've even got their whole commentary team back, and we did, didn't talk about that at the what start. What Gino? Gino is back, which was awesome. Uh, the the banter between these three guys, like you can tell they legitimately like working together, and it just added like another air of freshness and fun to the commentary as well. Like just the whole thing just feels like they're, they're, they're getting it going again, and uh, they're heading for the, the heights that they once had before corona and before it's AEW. it's so it's so crazy like we, this is what we were talking about when we started recording like we we were talking for a while talking about comic books talking about nerd stuff and then like we started talking about gino gambino specifically and how glad we were to see him back yeah. and uh that's when i was like turn turn it on we got shit to say yeah we got shit. like <laughs> we, we, we'll cut Chris, a promo about gino for 15 minutes before we even turned on the mics <laughs> yeah chris, chris by himself is good uh kevin by himself is good kevin and chris together is good so it's like chris is peanut butter kevin is chocolate you know like peanut butter is good chocolate is good peanut butter and chocolate is good um but like gino is like the he's the marshmallow or something i don't know like marshmallow i don't you know i don't mean to call you a marshmallow that's (laughs) that we won't take that but like let's go with jelly does jelly work with peanut butter either way there's an analogy here and you know what we're trying to say we're gonna workshop this we're gonna workshop this and we'll find out should have done it before we went on air shut up god damn it why did i why did i get ahead of myself i love this yeah i love it Mm -hmm. you need all three of these things to make s'mores you know you need chocolate and graham crackers and and marshmallows and um i'm so glad gino's back i want i want to see gino uh do more on the next 
tour of Tamashi. I would love to have Gino on like talking about the Australian wrestling scene specifically as the, as the announcers on Tamashi. So I think that would be awesome because he obviously has such a a long running history in Australia, knows the scene Mm -hmm. in and out, knows the new Japan scene in and out and would be a great person uh, to take point uh, on something like that. I would absolutely love to, to see as much of Gino as we can now that the world's opening back up and uh, he can to and from Japan and then also do the Tamashi shows and the Wagga Wagga Oceana Carp and all that kind of stuff. So maybe we'll even see Kevin Kelly over here for those. That would be awesome. Wagga Wagga. Wagga Wagga. Wagga Wagga. Wagga Wagga. Whatever it is, we love you, Gino. We're fucking amped to see you back, big dog. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about New Year Dash 2023. Uh, before we start that New Year's Dash stuff, I just wanted to say two things that I remembered real quick. Uh, one is you the the Amy 180 is well documented and there was a funny turn of events where Amy was like, I don't even care that Kenny's come back. There's a whole thing where Amy and Mo were like, who? Like they pretended not even know him because they felt so betrayed when he left New Japan. Uh, and then he came back and she was like, I'm 100 180. Back on Kenny, this entrance, the hair, everything. 100% back on Kenny Omega. Kenny for the win. Then Osprey's entrance. And she's like, 180, back to Osprey. (laughs) (laughs) She was spinning around in circles like crazy for this, which was the the power of this match. So that was a funny anecdote I should have told you when it happened. And the other thing is my friend Alex from Vinyls and Violence, shout out Alex, was uh, messaging me to be like, hey, me and my friends might go to Wrestle Kingdom next year and stuff like that. And, like, they are not really New Japan fans historically, but, like, got so hyped in this event and stuff. They've been talking about it. Um, he recently, the only show of ours he had listened to was the the last one we did, the end of year end game. And he's like, I don't even know any of these people. And I had heaps of fun with, like, your guys' fantasy booking that stuff. Uh, and then, yeah, and then now he's watching some New Japan as well. So that's the... The power of the the New Japan stuff and the shorts. Mm-hmm. Do you hear that, Obari? You hear that? <laughs> Book us. Well, get us to do We've, the booking. <laughs> yeah, well, us and Thanos, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, we'll work <laughs> on that. So we'll see what we can do. But either way, um, yeah, so some fun bits before we jump into New Year's Dash. I, I think the Amy 720 is now the... Uh, <laughs> It's the nomenclature. <laughs> just just spitting around like a top. Exactly. She loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, man. I was 100% Will all the way on that one. I just, I can't with Kenny, dude. I don't know what it is. can with Kenny. Like, he has been, I don't know, he's, was, he's been my favorite wrestler or one of my favorite wrestlers for a very long time. And when I first got to New Japan, huge into him. And so, like... I I don't know when when somebody sort of reaches those heights with me and puts up that work, I never really sort of like give up on them. I guess like I always had a very soft spot for him, and even when uh, there was stuff that I wasn't really into, it's I'm always like, but he gave me all this, so I'm always gonna be into it. Plus, like, you know, I've met him a couple of times, and he was like so nice that I like, I know this person's a really good person. He's one of the hardest working dudes in wrestling and he's been super injured and he's just, he's always going to try his hardest. And then to see him come back and just, it just, he, him in New Japan, the presentation versus like, 
you know, AEW and everything like that. He's just fucking it for me in New Japan. I absolutely love to see it. But the cool thing about this match was it definitely structured in a way that by the end I was one wheel to win, and I definitely wasn't sad that that Kenny won, but it that it was a really, really good fucking match. Eh? <laughs> it was so good. And I, I it's funny because I always say, like, oh, fuck Kenny, I don't like Kenny. And then I'm like, this dude's been in two of my favorite matches of all time. Yeah. Like, I guess. Yeah, like, he's, he's... He's fucking <laughs> awesome, dude. Begrudgingly. Like, I will never, I will never like, put down his work ethic. Mm-hmm. I will never put down his in-ring ability. I will never put down his his willingness to go the extra mile. Mm-hmm. I hate his face. <laughs> <laughs> I like his face. I love his funny reactions. Like, his... His facial reactions. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This match, like fucking when he puts like fucking the hole in the door and then he comes up through it like fucking Jack Nicholson have me fucking laughing when fucking wheels kick it out of shit and he's just like got this insane I just I I just fucking I'm so entertained by all the shit he does man when I think back to some of like the super funny gifts and shit when you know press conferences before G1 and stuff and he's in the background and his faces and he's doing like the thumbs and stuff like that he's just he's really entertaining and he's always trying to entertain you know, and for some yeah. people, they don't like that sort of goofy side of him, and I understand why, but it, it never bothers me, and sometimes it actively makes me laugh. You know what I mean? So, I I think um I think he's yeah one of the best to ever do it, and will probably go down in history as one of, if not the best to ever do it. You're a hundred percent right. The dude is fucking magical. He's, he's something about him. His, like, size and body and shape, like, he's just built to be a pro wrestler, you know? And, like, nobody, I mean, with the exception of maybe Will, but even then, like, there's, like, an explosiveness and a a lightness to Kenny. You know, like, the way he moves, the way he bounces in the ring, the way he leaps, like, his, his feet and, like, the way he moves, that, like, you're like, how is a guy this big, this athletic? Like this light on his feet, this fast, this explosive. Like he's just—it's really, really impressive. Like that just—he's just built for it, man. And and he won't—he won't be one of those guys that like you see, fucking wrestling past their prime or too old or whatever. He'll do it as long as he can do it at like the highest possible level, and he'll probably just retire. You know, like I don't think you'll ever sort of see him not. I mean, I might be proven wrong, but I don't think you'll ever see 
him not performing if he can't do it, you know, at that level. It's a mighty fine fucking level, man. Mm. It's a high bar. Yeah, exactly. That was a you you get out of bed the wrong way one day, and all of a sudden you're just like, well, I guess we got to retire. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the way the way he approaches it, like I said, that conversation I had with him, and like uh, at, at the fucking at the Howling store, just one time in passing, like it gave me an insight into his mindset. You know how he approaches this. Like there are people that look at it like you know it's a performance and a work, and I'm not you know working too hard and not kill myself or whatever. He views it like an athletic contest and he's definitely investing his own body and ongoing health in hitting a bar that not many people can hit. And then that'll be it, you know? And like, look how long he just took off like surgeries and like, and things like that. Like that's what it takes to fucking perform at that level to take pro wrestling to that level. You know, and it's like I said, the highest level I can possibly think of. Yeah, there's, two of there's, my favorite matches of all time. <laughs> there's not much more beyond that. You know, I don't see, yeah, where where else it goes from there, physically. You know, unless people learn to fly or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> and they're all, and him and Osprey are about as close as you get to that. Can we just fuck it? Talking about like, we we completely derailed it, but the fucking DDT off the top onto the exposed turnbuckle, bro. Oh man, gruesome! God damn it, that could have gone so fucking badly. But you know what? It's fucking Osprey and Omega, so it wasn't. It was going to be perfect. No, and the only time it won't be end. perfect is when one of them fucking dies. Like, but. Yeah, they were the two guys. And Os- Osprey's got a slinky for a spine, and he just and he just there falls. Certain land oh, that God. I'm like, if that was anybody but Osprey taking that move, they'd be dead. Like, is how it felt, you know? Like that's the level that those two work at. Like, again, Will's the best in the fucking world. Mm. Like, that's just all there is. Yeah, exactly. He's he's the best going right now. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, like, I, I'm not going to poo poo on Kenny. I'm not going to poo poo on Okada. Like I love I love Okada with all my heart and soul. Will's the best wrestler in the world. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. I mean, that's a it's a huge decision to make. You know, between them, there's a there's a cluster of people that I hold kind of in there, but but that's in the conversation, right? Like, you wonder whether because Will, in a way, is only just getting started at the level that Kenny was at when he did his best shit. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. Kenny is at his peak now after everything he's been through. You'd say he's at his peak where Osprey's probably still yet to hit it. And that's the scary fucking thing about Osprey. Is it like, you know, at this stage, if he continues on the track he is and knock on wood, you know, injuries and things like that, if he continues on the track he, he's on, there's greater heights to come from from him. That's fucking silly. It's scary. It's <laughs> fucking it's silly. Scary. I wonder what opponents. I mean, Omega and him have obviously got more to put, you know, to put down, and that there'll be there'll be bigger matches and things like that. I wonder what other opponents in the world can push him to that level. I'm sure we could get, you know, something out of. Something out of Brian Danielson. 
that would be that would be something that could push him to that level. Yeah. Just a very different style of match, though, right? Like it is a very different style. Of I'm match. talking about like will, but, will style that like new age hybrid fast flying crazy Kenny Omega Will Osprey style. Who else in the world could do that besides the two of them? You know, Ooh, uh, Phoenix. Yeah, maybe? Phoenix is a is a good choice. Um, I would say Vikingo, uh, El Hijo de Vikingo, but like, I don't think Vikingo's got the fucking the 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 strength mm. to stand up with with Will. What about Bandito? Bandito would be really fucking fun to watch, man. Bandito's something special. But see, it's like then with a the Bandito and stuff like that, athleticism is there, and even a Vikingo, but not the storytelling of like a Kenny Omega, you know, like. That's the thing, right? Because a, part, a big part of what made this match so great was also the the heat you felt going into it. The exchanges on Twitter calling each other fucking cunts for years. You know, the then the, the Kenny Omega promo in Japanese and the smugness and then Osprey's fucking pure outrage and jumping the table and fucking nose to nose with him and the smirk on Kenny's face. Like, you just wanted to see it slapped off his face. You know, you talk about hating his face, like, that they they lent into that, you know? And so it's like, mm-hmm. what other... There's definitely other matches that can deliver... Like, did we just see the peak of pro wrestling? Like, physically and story, like, together all in one. Because even Okada... Okada and Omega, fuck it. I mean, they're amazing matches. But the story doesn't quite hit the same just in the way that Okada's never really rattled, you know? He's not really an emotional type. Like, he's got a smug look on his face and I'll meet you there and then he'll deliver, like, the best match ever. But Will was just fucking raging, you know? And so- well, let's let's see. Let's see when Will finally beats Okada, if he can get there. Because they've got a way deeper history. And and the story has been like, you can't beat Okada. Like you can cheat, and have you know Okan come back and yeah. you know win for you. But you can't beat Okada. And maybe that story is going to be, you know, I, this was my big brother for years. I I outgrew my my station and I went and started my own faction and I'm the leader now and all and I still can't fucking beat him. And like I said, I think he's got to run through these mini bosses. He's got to he's got to beat fucking Sagat and then he's going to move on to yeah. M Bison. And that's it. And who and is Okada for him? When he beats Omega, that's like he's beating Okada's main nemesis. You know, like the guy that ga- that beat Okada, the guy that gave him all that trouble when Osprey beats him, he's the he's like, I beat Kenny. You had way more trouble with him than I did. You know what I mean? Like that. Mm-hmm. It could be. It could be, man. Like I think by the time that the Will Osprey story has, because like the I think the Okada Kenny story is it's written, it's done. Mm-hmm. After what we saw today or yesterday for you, yeah, I, I believe. That's that's in the past. Mm-hmm. It's all gone. There is no more. There's no Okada uh, Okada Okada Omega Four. You know, or well, I guess there already was an Okada Omega Four. That was yeah. the one where. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I know what you're saying. Um, that that them 
teaming together. I mean, we, maybe we'll just run through New Year's Dash or whatever but, and, and talk about this at the end. But them teaming together felt like a full stop on their animosities. Yeah. Probably forever, or at least for now, you know. Um, but, I mean, how much time does Omega have left? You know, like, so, um, yeah. It felt like the, the full stop on that, like the final chapter, really did feel like the season end, end at New at Wrestle Kingdom and then the beginning of a new chapter at New Year's Dash and that felt like uh, the animosities have ceased here. Osprey is the new nemesis probably going forward for Omega and uh, we're going to move on to bigger and better things and uh, Omega and uh, Okada have reached an understanding and a mutual respect. Yep, yep. And by the time Osprey's story is done, you know, he's beaten Omega He's moved on. He's finally beaten Okada. He's on top of the mountain. He's got that, you know, Super Sentai belt. And we can look back and we can say which match was the best, you know, which match was the best storytelling, which match was the the best physically, which match of, you know, who was the better opponent for him? Who did he tell better stories with? You know, and you're going to be able, you're going to look back at a spoil of of riches and you're gonna say oh gee i really liked okay uh okada um, okada versus osprey two you know uh or or their their g1 match or you're gonna say i really like their wrestle kingdom match you're gonna say i really liked you know omega osprey one from wrestle kingdom oh i really liked omega osprey two from forbidden door two or whatever you're gonna say, like all these and you're gonna just go like man i'm gonna take a weekend and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch this whole story. I'm going to hit every big fucking match along the way. You're going to fire up New Japan World and you're just going to fucking let it wash over you. Yeah. And it, it's you're just like, going to let it do its thing. For me as well, and it's kind of the vibe of this podcast, but it's all about like how it affects me and the emotions and everything leading into it and the time I watch it and stuff. Like uh, I said, the Dominion draw has been my favorite match for a very long time. And that was based around how it made me feel because I was on the edge of my seat not knowing how, like, I'm like, how's he going to get it done? You know, there's barely any time left on the clock. And then when he just doesn't, I was floored, you know? I was like, oh, fuck. And, like, and that left me shook. Did this match unseat that as my, my favorite match? I don't know. Maybe not. Well, don't give in to... Don't give in to recency bias because, yeah, you know, exactly. you got to see. I don't see. think so. Just because the draw thing was, like, the first time I'd ever seen that, too. But this is like right there in that just like the return of Kenny and like just it done at its peak. So it's it's like one A and one B, you know, like I really, really enjoyed it. And it's also like a match is more than just the sum of its parts too, because it, like I said, it's it's the promos, it's the build, it's all of that stuff and how you feel in the moment, you know. It's hard to go back and watch it and feel the same way. And the thing is, like, they may have more to give. This may not even be the best match they ever have. Yeah, exactly. You know, the Dominion draw, which is my my favorite of the Okada Omegas as well. Like, that was their second match. Yeah. They had two more after this. Yeah. And, like, you know, uh, Meltzer called their fourth one, their fourth meeting, the best match he's ever seen. That was the big seven-star match um, I don't even match remember it. <laughs> like, because I, I mean, I'm not great at recalling matches and I don't like to rewatch like a lot of stuff, but I, I don't remember that one as well 
as as I remember the draw. You know, I remember the first one really, really well. You know, Terminator Kenny Dome. That was kind of my first like big Wrestle Kingdom main event where I was like, "Who the fuck are these guys?" And then that Dominion draw. By then, I was very, very invested. Uh, and so, yeah, this is just the beginning. And you'd have to be thinking as well. They always, you know, leave something in the chamber and stuff. I'm sure Osprey and Omega have plenty of ideas for what they would do together. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, well let's start running through. Uh, <laughs> if I could immediately derailed us, derailed us the second we, we got back on. Vibes. Yeah. We're vibing. That's it. You got to vibe. We're vibing. You got to vibe it. And so let's go on to vibe with New Year's Dash 2023. The first match and the no card announced ahead of time. Uh, you Which know, evidently fun. Kevin Kelly and the rest of the guys didn't know who was coming out at any given time. Neither did the sound guy or the lighting guy, apparently. <laughs> that was not fun. Uh, so the first match, House of Torture, Dick Togo, Yujiro Takahashi, and Evil defeating Tomoaki Hanma, Tiger Mask, and Ren Narita. Uh, after the match, House of Torture continues to attack Ren Narita, and Minoru Suzuki and El Desperado making uh make the save Mm -hmm. they they uh run off the bad guys Mm -hmm. and ren leaves after a little bit of goading ren leaves with uh suzuki and el desperado and it's important to note as well they didn't rescue him together it's sort of suzuki hits the ring first and then despy hits the ring so it's not like it's a pre-planned sort of thing just in the moment they're all kind of looking at each other like hey maybe there's something here so whether it's just uh, Never Trio's title or maybe we're seeing the beginnings of a new faction, uh, I'm here for it. I'm very interested. I I, I kind of felt a little bit betrayed with the fact that they broke up Suzuki-Goon to instantly just put, and we'll talk about this in a bit, put four of them in the same exact group. Uh, and then the... The a couple of the other ones broke off, and they're doing Suzuki Gun. Like I said, Suzuki Gun by any other name, it's still fucking Suzuki Gun, and it's not. It, it hasn't been three weeks since Suzuki Gun yeah. officially broke up. Well, you you said it well, Suzuki Gun by any other name. I I touched on it before. The I I truly believe the whole point of breaking it up wasn't because Suzuki's retiring. He's made that very clear. It's just about New Japan owning the, the stable. They did not own Suzuki Gun. He sells all the merch at his own fucking store. He had it. He had a piece of that pie, a very big piece, I believe. And I think they were just like, okay, well, let's do a bit of a shuffle. I think we want to see Zach with his own faction, Tai Chi with his own faction, and Desperado and Suzuki out here doing something else. Let's just let's call it that. That's why they didn't have a big angle or a breakup. We'll rebadge everybody. Let's get that merch money rolling in from these factions. Like I, I think it was purely that decision um, that led to it because Suzuki and, don't look like he's slowing down for nobody. I mean, they they fucking disband and he immediately calls out the IWGP title. Like, that's, yeah. like, that's the most Suzuki shit ever. Like, we, we're going to wind it down now, guys, after I win the fucking title. And it's like, oh, shit, you know? Like, can, you, can you imagine Suzuki with that fucking belt? I, I want it. I want to fucking really. I want with, to with fucking manifest. Fucking I can, yes, I want to manifest it, fucking in my fucking soul. And he's got fucking Narita and fucking Despy backing him up, 
he fucking disbanded Suzuki Gun. They weren't quite getting it done. He's doing his own thing. I love it. It's awesome. Just that belt does not fit his fucking. No, but that belt doesn't aesthetic. fit fucking anybody. That belt sucks, but it's just the way that it is. That belt looks good. On, it looks good on Will. It looks good on Ibushi. It does. It looks good anyway. on Okada. It looks good on Okada. It looks fine on Shingo. I mean, it, it looks okay I, on everybody, but it's still just like I, I was watching memories of our first Wrestle Kingdom that come up on Facebook. And the first one, our main event that we saw was Okada versus Naito, the first kind of big Wrestle Kingdom one. And we were like right against the ramp. So the stages there, our backs were like against the railing and then like the stages there and all the flames. So we're right there. And, bro, I was watching the Akata entrance again, and, you know, the, the video flashes up, and you see the V4 belt, like, around his fucking waist on the, you know, the promo video, ching, coin, but coat, V4 belt. And I was like, that was the best fucking belt in the world, and I'm so yep. fucking pissed off that it doesn't exist anymore. It was the coolest-looking belt in the world, and they fucked it off. So, like, you know, what can you do? This is old. This is old hat. We don't yeah, we're not going to do it, but it fucking it raged me all over again. So uh, Suzuki looking stupid with it is the same as everybody looking stupid with it because it is stupid. Fair enough. So Ren Narita, El Desperado, and Suzuki. This is this has got to be a six man title challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, I think so. Cool. And hopefully, yeah, like I said, the beginning of a new sort of team there. And because cause Ren's not fighting as a junior. So, like, no. um, and I, fuck, Desperado's as big as him. Like, you know, so, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe Desperado not winning. Maybe it's the beginning of something. Maybe we see some tag stuff with both of them in, like, heavy stuff or whatever. I don't know. But either way, it's interesting thinking of a new age Shibata with Suzuki and El Desperado. I like it. Love it. Love it. All right, next match. Taka Michinoku comes out and he says that Doki, Taichi, and Kanemaru and he are just four guys. Yeah, no bosses, just four guys. But he says it in the way like just four guys is the name of the group. I don't know if that would be. Maybe there's something lost in translation that means like just four guys. If it is just four guys... The the meme world that loves Tai Chi and everything will love it. I saw somebody tweet on uh, Twitter, and I'm sorry, I don't know your handle if you listen to this, but he was like, I'm all ready to lay down my life for J4G. <laughs> <laughs> the the grinder handle yeah. J4G. <laughs> oh, man. But, well, when it's, when it's three of them in a match, is it just three guys? Oh, well, he was still there. He was on the side. Oh, okay. Right. I thought it was an interesting choice to, so Will, you know, is arguably the big face coming out of that match. They have him, they have him come out with Catch Two Two, uh, to be like you know fight the newly debuting just four guys, Taichi and everybody. He's very lovable. They've got a lot of goodwill right now, and then they kind of immediately sort of place him in like an aggressive heel sort of mode. And I thought that was interesting because he'd built up like a lot of, you know, goodwill. But the end, he's sort of squabbling with Tai Chi and stuff. But it's like everybody likes Tai Chi. I don't know if that's who I would have positioned him against. But yeah. I feel like uh, they're telling a story where Will's kind of lost his mojo mm-hmm. a little bit. Maybe, maybe kind of like where uh, 
Jay was a couple of years ago, you know, that sort of thing. Like he came out and he wasn't cocky. He wasn't brash. He wasn't arrogant. He was just kind of humbled. And then he got pissed Mm -hmm. and an angry Will Ospreay is a very, very dangerous thing. And I like that a lot. I'm kind of sad that Tai Chi was on the receiving end of that. Yeah. Um, it got me thinking that I don't like the spot where Tai Chi's at. I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, they're burying him. Uh. But like this story, Tai Chi's story that's happening right now, it's at a very low point, And I want to see him go up from here because it really just seems like they broke him away from Suzuki-gun for whatever reason put him in a lesser than version of Suzuki-gun and like the name just four guys that is so unimaginative they they haven't announced so... that that's the official name though it was just the, yeah, the his yeah. cadence you know what i mean i don't know i think that's the that's twitter and stuff running away with it you know what i mean because he didn't God, announce so. like a, a full name if their faction was called just four guys that's lost like like we're fucking yeah. lost at that point that said though i'm sure if it is twitter will get behind them like never before and it'll probably be the most popular faction in the because <laughs> it's just so fucking stupid um Though Tai Chi, I was a little bit disappointed. When I saw him come out with Take in the suit, I was like, okay, he's going to get the mic now. And like, Taka's like his Don King and he's just on his own or whatever. You know, like when ZSJ was like, submission master, he is. Yeah. Like, I thought it was going to be. Tap out. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like hyping Tai Chi. And then when the others come out and they're like, we're just four dudes that hang out together in our faction. I was a little bit disappointed because I really thought it should be very clear that Tai Chi is the ace of that faction. Um, and it wasn't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It really just seems like they don't know what to do with them right now. Mm. And they, they might have a plan. This might go somewhere. I'm not going to say it's a complete loss at the moment. I'm going to say that I am feeling very sad about what's going on with Tai Chi at the moment. And I want to see him succeed. Yeah. I want to see him become something more than just a guy. Yeah, yeah. Just one of four guys. Uh, also... 25% of affection. Yeah, I also think we could all agree that Doki needs to pop that top off. We've talked about that. Uh, Curso runner-up winner. Get him out, Doki. Still coming out with the tank top. Pop it off. Show the team. All six Let's of go. them. <laughs> just six abs. Like in the Doki Just story. <laughs> oh, this is, oh, it's already getting me. We're, oh, we're already starting. Yeah. We're already starting. But yeah, oh. we, we will see. We will see where it goes. So, yeah. Oh, look but, at Mochi. She's up in my business. For, oh, just For anyone who can't hear, uh, Rafe is currently being attacked by a, a cloud mm-hmm. named Mochi. Yeah, she's trying to bite the zip off my New Japan jacket. She loves zips to destroy them <laughs> you can't go so after the match mm-hmm. after the match there's a brawl mm-hmm. uh between the united empire and just four guys mm-hmm. uh will osprey ends up kicking takamichidoku in the dick which popped me yeah. uh right. and then i'm pretty sure francesco akira and tjp have lined up doki and kanamaru as yeah. their next opponents didn't doki which like also pin popped them? me <laughs> yeah like doki you fucking pinned Fucking one of those guys, right? 
Uh, he pinned, uh, was it TJP? It's one of them. Either way, he pinned someone. It's one I, of think, them. I think it was TJP. Uh, and yeah, he, um, sorry, I'm being attacked. Uh, he, yeah, so they're the, the next challenges, which is, which is interesting. And, I love uh, it. And I like that Tai Chi wasn't sweating Will. Like, he was just laughing in his face. Will was so angry, and he just had this, like, smirk on his face. Like, whatever, bitch. I did I did enjoy that. And, I yeah, his new emo fringe as well. The blonde is gone. We've got a now black-fringed, more serious Tai Chi. I wish if they were going to have a more serious Tai Chi, they could have... They could have like changed up his look a little bit. He's still got that same businessman suit from the G1. Yeah. It would have been nice to see him come out and be like, this is a new chapter for me. Same. And and it can be a different, a little bit different. Um, because Taka came out very different. Taka came out with like the Louboutin scarves and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that was cool. And his hair spiked uh, directly upwards. Like I said, like a Don King kind of look. fucking heeliest haircut um doki came out wearing his old like purple colors he's not he's not wearing the gold anymore for suzuki gun um kanamaru came out a little bit more cash than normal um so like everybody else has changed and taichi's just wearing the same shit as he had on six months ago yeah so i I mean it just really feels like taichi got like hit hardest with this you know, yeah. like uh, Suzuki and Despi are already off onto good things. Zach's already off onto good things. Uh, everybody else is, you know, we're seeing where we fit in. Tai Chi's, I don't know, man. He's, he's lonely uh, gun. Lonely gun. Lonely gun. Except that he has just three friends. Yeah, well, there you go. It's better than having just zero friends. That's true. Okay, next up. Zack Sabre Jr., Shane Haste, Mikey Nichols, collectively known as the Mighty Don't Kneel, TMDK, Defeat Bishamon, and Tomohiro Ishii. This was fucking awesome. Yeah. This was so much fun. I love them as the new Um, challenges. Like, and uh, when they were holding up the belts and fucking Zack had the belt, I'm like, that's it. Just put all the belts on TMDK. I've got no problem with it. Put all the gold. Put all the gold on TMDK. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols challenge Bishamon. And then we have the New Japan World TV title, uh, the the youth revolution of Zack Sabre Jr. and, checks notes, Tomohiro Ishii. That's it. Wasn't this belt supposed to be about a youth revolution? Yeah, well, I would say that, like, like... Ishii was in the tournament, right, and got knocked out. So, you know, and if you're going to put up a a fucking banger 15-minute match on the old YouTubes, Ishii and Zack Sabre Jr. is a good one to just get in there and and pop out. You know, that's going to be awesome. People fucking love Ishii, man. They fucking love him. Yeah, And those two have had some bangers in the past. Can we also talk about at the very end where they're, like, sitting on the ring, and Zach's like, we need another guy, or whatever. And he's like, fucking, where is he? And he just goes and gets Vegeta, who I fucking talked about in last episode, and he's just like, yep. you're now a member of TMDK. And, like, the commentary are like, what the fuck is happening? He's a young lion. He can't just be in a stable. And then like, they're just like, and you're in, and he's stoked, and fucking new son, and another adopted citizen of Perth. 
That's right. He's like Jose Fujita, citizen of Perth, living in the six thousand. Yeah, exactly. Living in my house. Um, did you also like that fucking he's like, That's right, I got my own young boy up yours, John Moxley, like on his way out the door. <laughs> I I loved, loved, loved that Oiwa was just like, motherfucker. He was like, What the fuck like, about me? I helped too. Like <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. I, I love Fujita. Like, I know Oi was like the handsome guy and things like that. Dude, I love Fujita. Yeah. Like that's that's my young lion. Yeah. Right? I, I, I yeah, my, and he's Zach's group, young lion. I love it. He's like, this is my fucking mate. Like he, he just like puts him in the shirt and they just fucking disrobe him. They pull his shirt off, he's got no choice. They just shove it on him and, and he's just like, Yeah, and they're like, You're fucking part of it now. And he's like, All right. <laughs> They're like sexually harassing him, like yeah, in yeah. the ring too. Just they were like, "Don't touch his butt." Yeah, don't but, touch. That's but that's never happened before. And again, that speaks to what we were saying at the start, where they're elevating young lions quicker. Like, yep. And so, does that mean he's he's still a young lion? He's just theirs that they own, or is he now graduated? He's he's Zach's young boy. Um, he's I don't think he's graduated. Yeah, I think he's still technically a young lion, but he's going to be like. Their young lion, yeah. kind of like well, like like Shooter can... was John Moxley's young lion, like a young lion exactly. in a bigger spot, doing stuff, having character development and stuff before he goes on excursion or whatever. Right. And what what exactly. better way to have a a guy start to learn faster uh, than um than like putting him directly with a faction? You know, like well, we saw what happened with Shooter. You know, we saw how putting him. Putting him with Moxley, yeah, he was Moxley's pin eaters because they couldn't have Moxley losing every tag match he was in. But it allowed him to get the rub, you know? He's yeah. he's now using he's using Moxley's finishing move. Uses his he's, entrance. Uses his entrance. Like today in, in their match, he came out of the crowd, mm-hmm. you know, at, at Ota City War Gymnasium. Yeah. And uh, he was—he's still got the leather jacket. God damn it, he Death won't Rider, wear it, but he still carries it around. Pad even, yeah, he's even got Death Rider yeah. and Roughneck on on both his knee pads. Like, yeah, it, it gave him. Uh, I mean, we we wax lyrical about it in a in a previous episode, but it it gave him an identity before he could even have an identity, and that is yeah. what they're doing for Vegeta now. They're like, that worked. Let's do it again. Like, and so mm-hmm. I I think it's going to be really interesting. I love it. I absolutely love it. I am so amped on this. I was talking with Josh from uh, We Work Stiff, and I was we were just fangirling over this decision. Like, love it. Yeah, and top, like you top said, of my head to the bottom of my toes. I fucking love this decision. It's so good. And like you said, a pin eater too for the stable. You want to keep TMDK really strong. You want to keep Zach really strong. If they're in an eight man tag, you've got a guy there ready to lose, and you don't have to have like Mikey or Shane or whoever take the pin. You've just got a, a little loser that you can throw to the wolves, like when you need to. And now we bring back Tito mm-hmm. and we get Tito in on the never title. Yeah, there you go. Tito Jeez. versus Tama. Yeah, that's, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. And let's start Fuck to, yeah. um, I would love to see, start to see some of the other Team DK members as well. Let's get no, fucking. No, 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 no. I'm in, I'm, I've got a better idea. Mm-hmm. Tito stays, Tito goes back to strong. Tito becomes a strong champion. Mm-hmm. Tito beats fucking Fred Rosser. And becomes the strong champion got and no holds down that. the whole fucking brand. Yeah, there you go. I fucking got no problem with that. That's good. Then when he comes over, TMDK holding all that gold. Oh, 
Ooh, I just it's got hot. shiver. It's hot. Very exciting. I love it. All right. Uh, so next up, uh, Yo, Taguchi, uh, Togi Makabe, and Shota Umino. Togi Makabe working two days in a row. Uh, defeated Lij. That's a uh, Naito, Hiromu, Bushi, and Sonata. Um, this was a match. Um, my wife was excited because she was she actually woke up right as this match was getting started and she loves Taguchi. So she kind of just like coming out of her slumber and she looks over and she's like, funky weapon. She's like, like, yeah, she goes, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Taguchi's playing fucking air keyboard, fucking air keytar to Naito's entrance. (laughs) So good. Where he got that inflatable keyboard from, I never know. He had like a little head mic as well that wasn't plugged in. Like Umino's like holding it, like it's not even doing anything, and he's just like, nee, 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 nee. it was fucking so funny. And then like oh, he plays the hits, man. Like <laughs> I was laughing because you know every time he gets up on the turnbuckle for the butt thing, he does it every time with Lij. It immediately fails. Then he thinks he's done it, and then he turns around, and then they're there, and then he's like all shocked that they're thing, and then he tries to join Lij, and they're like, yeah, yeah, and then they kick the shit out of him. Like, they do the same thing every single time, and it pops me every single time. (laughs) It's like one of those jokes that, like, the more times you do it, you're like, yeah, he's still doing it, and that's really funny. Yeah, yeah. He's like, this time Uh, it's going to work for sure. (laughs) So, yeah, I... I, uh so he starts doing the butt thing and he's, he's coming down. He sees LIJ go, Oh, 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 Taguchi's in trouble. And my wife goes, why was his math lecture canceled? Like <laughs> did the class he was going to teach about, you know, <laughs> science uh, get canceled. He looks, he, yeah, he looks like a social studies teacher. Yeah, he's, I, he's the coach. I love it. I love him so yeah, much. Taguchi, you fucking fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's clear that Umino yeah, this, this is um, is heading towards Naito, which is going to be a great um, first rivalry for him, and Naito's going to make him look like one mm-hmm. trillion dollars. And Yo, going straight for the belt, he's coming for Hiromu's title. Mm-hmm. Is this when you saw those four men at Wrestle Kingdom? <laughs> did you know that the next night you were going to be promised Yo versus Hiromu, and how would you have felt? <laughs> How would you have felt knowing that that was what was coming out of that? I mean, not great, I'd have to say. And I wonder, <laughs> I wonder whether, you know, look, this is the beginning of the Leo thing, right? Because, like, look at it from Leo Rush's point of view. So he's given up everything. In he's come to Japan to help his friend Yo. He's they've gone through the Super Junior Tag together. He sacrificed all that time away from his family. He's then they failed at Wrestle Kingdom fuck, we've failed, I'm so injured, this is absolutely shit. I'm not booked on New Year's Dash. Oh, here's Yo pinning the champion, and he's already forgotten about me and is on to bigger and better things while I'm fucking in the hospital getting my face put back together. Do I enjoy that? Uh, am I happy for my friend, or am I maybe feeling a little bit slighted that he should maybe he should have been fucking sitting in the waiting room waiting for me instead of trying to get a title shot for himself? You know what I mean? Like, Ooh. Just saying. I like that. I like where your head's at right now. So yeah, I I like. I, does, uh, does the opportunity for him to be the champion get ruined by Leo, or does he win and immediately, you know, get attacked, get challenged by Leo? Yeah, yeah, could be a thing. Could be a thing. We never know. We never know who we need to look out for because sometimes you need to look out for those friends that you're you're not really friends with, yeah. and sometimes. 
you need to look out for threats from other places like the internet. Mm. You ever had a threat come from the internet? Every day of my life, poor takes on fucking wrestling Facebook of people thinking they know what the fuck they're talking about. Well, does it block that? Does it block stupidity? (laughs) It doesn't block stupidity. Short-sightedness? Does Does it block that? It it blocks the smart people, though, that are coming for your credit card information, Mm. that are coming for your evil smart. Mm. Yeah. Bad men with brains and computers and computer brains. And they're coming for your personal information. They're coming for your, your, uh, your card numbers. They're coming for your social security numbers. They're coming for your bank accounts. And the only way to stop them, the only way to stop them is to get Nord VPN, a security package that, we here at the Okada Shorts program can give you an exclusive deal for. So you grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash shorts. Shorts. That's right. To get a huge discount off of your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free, it's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. What that's going to get you is security and peace of mind. P-O-M. That's right. That's it can't make it can't make sure that your friends don't turn on you, yeah. like wrestlers do. Mm. But it can make sure that those people that are coming for your personal information, that they get turned away. That's what's important. You can't stop a run in in a wrestling ring. That's going to happen. You just got to have your head on a swivel. But you can have one less thing that you need to swivel towards, knowing that your devices are protected. That's right. Mm. Plus, when NordVPN is in your stable. Your stable. There you go. I love where you're going with this. Exactly. Who needs to just be just four guys? It can be just you and NordVPN, just two guys. Nord yeah, being the other guy. And your personal information, yeah. and so, your safety, oh, and NordVPN. So it is four guys. So it's four guys. <laughs> it's still four guys. So it's still four guys. So just four guys, you, all those things, VPN, that's all you need to be safe on the internet. And also, don't you... Like, the security is the bonus in this. Let's not even talk about accessing sites from around the world, getting to browse willy-nilly. I'm going to throw myself to America and check out that streaming service real quick. I'm going to take a peek into Japan and, you know, subscribe to their streaming services. You can do it all because it just picks up your internet and drops it wherever you want. So do yourself a favor, protect yourself, add the ultimate member to your stable. And add NordVPN. NordVPN. Absolutely. And what's that code one more time? NordVPN.com slash shorts. Shorts. Exactly right. That was a very, very good segue, Curtis. (laughs) I was was hoping you were going to enjoy that. Uh, So let's get to, let's get to Bullet Club, Jay White, Taiji Shimori, El Phantasmo, and Kenta being defeated by Hiroshi Tanahashi, your girlfriend, Hikileo, mm-hmm. Tamatonga, and Master Hato. Now, there's going to be a lot coming out of this. So I wanted to get I wanted to get uh, our our friends NordVPN their time, you know, not to just throw them in at the end of the show. I wanted to give them their time to really marinate because this we're going to talk about this. Bullet Club at the end of the at, at the end of the match, the match ends early due to a 
disqualification. Mm-hmm. El Fantasmo uh, hits, was it Tomatonga in the head with the belt? Yeah, I and, think so. Um, and gets disqualified. Bullet Club starts laying out all their opponents after the match. Jay White grabs the mic. He's gone mental, just absolutely wrecking Hikileo with uh, with a chair. Hits him with a uh, Blade Runner. He's he says he's going to take away all of Hikileo's good memories of Japan and all of the memories that he's going to make in Japan. He's going to take all of them away. Jay versus Hikileo. Loser leaves Japan match. Okay. Now, everyone automatically assumes, well, shit, this is, this is Jay. You know, they're going to do this real quick and he's going to appear in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. You know, um, what are the odds? This is a way to write Hikileo out and send him back to strong. I, I personally think that is the, that is the way they're going to go. Uh, and then set up, I, I hope, set up Tama and Jay. You know, ongoing conflict kind of thing. Uh, I hope they're just playing with, you know, the internet constantly speculating that Jay White's leaving uh, by by doing this kind of stipulation and sending Hikaleo back to Strong to develop further, but also in a way that kind of keeps him earmarked as to somebody to watch in the future. That's what I'm hoping happens. Why? Uh, how's the best way to put this? With with Jay, right now, something has to change. He's he's been at this impasse for two years now since he lost to Kota Ibushi. Yeah. He's been at this spot in his life where something has to give. He hates working in front of the, the, the live crowds that can't cheer. He hates being away. I'm sure from his new bride, his beautiful new bride. Uh, he's making a life for himself in America. Are you sure he's not going to strong? Like, are you, what, what are you feeling? 60, 40, 70, 30. Look, I mean, it's a very real chance and they might, you know, the, the the bond with AEW has never been greater and there's an opportunity where they go, okay, so Jay White gets banished back to America. He's on strong every week, but he's also on AEW. We're using Kenny a bit more, sort of quid pro quo kind of thing and and that's the route they go but then can still pull him in for big shows. I could definitely see that happening. So it's almost a 50-50 now that you kind of lay that out. Um, that it could go either way, and then begin to develop what's next for Joe White. It's um, you don't you don't see him going to another company. You don't see him <laughs> jumping ship to WWE no, for anything. No, uh, I think he he butter is a, knife Jake Strong. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's he's a dojo boy through and through. I don't I I think he's he's locked in with New Japan and will stay locked in with New Japan. Not only that is I don't think he would succeed in WWE. WWE well, doesn't never like anyone from jumping before. No, so. but yeah, I mean, may just you know take the bag or whatever. But uh, you know what they're like, fucking accents and things like that. I, I don't know. Maybe all the money in the world could get thrown at him. Maybe he goes, but I don't. I don't think he would succeed in WWE in the the kind of the way. Like I still think he'd be doing really well. He's a very good wrestler, but I think he he has way more chance of kind of succeeding and doing really well like he has in New Japan and in AEW. 
All right, here. If aliens come to planet Earth, they kidnap you and they say, Rafe, Rafe Houston, gun to your head, gun to your head right now, gun to the Earth, death ray pointing the entire Earth. Jay White or Hikaleo, who's winning this match? Get it wrong and pay the price. Fuck, the Earth might be over, eh? You fucking might be a wrap on the Earth. Um, I would if if I had to lean towards the most likely scenario. Fuck, I'd have to like everything says that it should be fucking Jay White because he's like the senior guy, right? But I'm gonna say, how about how about this fucking monster? How about this? He's he's fucking not though. Like he will be, but he's not. Um, Hikaleo, but with interference from Bullet Club. Not I knew that was coming. Not to not I to knew. help Hikaleo, but to rid themselves of Jay. Like ELP fucking interferes and goes, see ya, and I run this now. Like. And they just fucking basically execute him. Like all fucking Bullet Club leaders of the past, he gets executed and, and fucking uh, banished from New Japan. But then they finally get to the, tell the story of a Bullet Club leader coming back because they haven't actually left to go to another company. He's just been banished from Japan. Because that is the stipulation. Yeah. Loser leaves Japan, not loser leaves, loser New, leaves New Japan. Japan. Yeah. yeah. I'm now I, I'm now thinking that's more like a Gato pulls some shit, ELP, something like that, and fucking Hikaleo wins, but not like because he defeated Jay White, you know. That uh that look that ELP was giving as as he was walking away, everyone else he was the last one through the curtain and he was just kind of looking around like huh. Yeah. Okay. And he also wasn't really approving of like the beatdown and shit when it was happening. He was kind of like trying to stop him. He was like, yo, fucking chill out, man. Like he was like, this is getting out of hand. And maybe there's those conversations behind closed doors from Bullet Club going, this dude's fucking losing it, man. He's fucking lost the title. He's crying all the time. He's fucking blaming this dude. Was it even the real fucking good call to be rid of the Tongans? Hikulei is a monster. Tama Tonga's the fucking never champ. And look at the rig. Maybe we need to bring fucking Tama look at back. The rig. Exactly. Like maybe maybe we chose the wrong horse in this, and maybe Jay White is the fucking exception to the rule. So then they oust Jay White. They can kind of begin that story of Jay White building himself back up in America. AEW strong. Either ELP is in charge, or maybe even they bring back Tama Tonga to do something with him. Uh, though I feel like they've put in a lot of goodwill to kind of make him like a shining baby face, but there's only so much you can do with him where he is. And yeah, fuck, I've talked myself into it. I think uh, I think Jay White's going to lose. Yep. You heard Earth, it first obliterated <laughs> by rapiers. <laughs> the aliens, but are it's like I always do this with New Japan. I always lay out these like exciting sort of scenarios and things like that, and then it's just like. Jay White wins clean. Nothing happens. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what we get's never bad. I mean, we're, they're not serving up a shit sandwich, or else we wouldn't have a podcast. No, 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 not at all. They, they, I mean, if they start, if they start serving up a shit sandwich where like we don't care anymore, like I love you, count out, but we're fucking done. Yeah. Like, 
We Go started on. this podcast over on my podcast with me at that point going, are they going to fucking do anything ever again or are we fucking done before that New Japan Cup? I got you onto my show because I just needed to vent and I'm like, I need something to happen, anything. If nobody's listened to that episode, feel free to rewind all the way back to episode like 0.2. 0.1 was our guest hosting spot where we first met on the Super J cast and then 0.2 was where we talk about that New Japan Cup that ended up turning into probably our favourite New Japan Cup ever. It had all the fucking everybody in it, and I'm like, it's nothing but losers. Who fucking cares? And then it ended up being a really, really good time, and that, for me, was the beginning of the rebuilding of New Japan. So they've always got something on the go, and it's never been more enjoyable how it is right now. So yeah, New Japan Cup is going to fuck this year, dude. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I just had a moment. I just had a moment. Yeah, that's it, awesome. It, it was an orgasmic okay. moment. I saw it on his face. Um, but yeah, well, yeah, huge. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, a, that, a lot of speculation. Um, I'm leaning towards that. I'm backing in that call. I'm I'm backing in. I love that. Jay White out of Japan. You heard it here first, aliens. Yeah. Jay White is leaving Japan to spend some time in America with his uh, lovely wife and uh, AEW. And then, and still strong. He will still be a New Japan guy. I don't believe he's le- leaving New Japan ever. Um, but but that will be the story. Also, when I am correct, I get to say, welcome to Earth, bitch, and like just punch out an alien like fucking Will yeah. Smith in Independence Day. Well, welcome to Earth. One of those. <sighs> That's Love sick. Yeah. Uh, next match. <laughs> we still got two matches to talk about. Next match. The KOPW 2023 Provisional Championship Shingo defeats Sho Toriyano and the Great Okan to win the vacant Provisional title. Um, this was probably my least favorite match of the entire week. Wow. And, okay. That's a, I mean, um, it was heavy on the House of Torture and not even in yeah. the charming, charming, like, dumb way. Like in the, okay, yeah. It was, yeah, there was a lot of it. All the Um, tropes, yeah. I think, I I don't think it had anything to do with House of Torture. I think it had me not giving a shit about the KOPW. There is that. There is that. Um, No, it was, it was fine. It wasn't a bad match. Uh, There were a couple of spots that made me laugh. I think uh, the, the Abe-san moment where they set the house of torture behind the, the table and knocked them over. That was pretty fun. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Did you see on uh, Kevin Kelly's Twitter, he posted a picture of uh, of them all splayed out everywhere. And like Gino Gambino's pointing at him like, the fuck are these assholes <laughs> doing? It looks like a Ren Faire, pa- a Renaissance painting. It's yeah, just like, yeah. It was like, all it needs is like cherubs floating around. It was so good. And also my wife like really enjoyed Okan and Shingo together. She's like, could these guys be a team? And I'm like, I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be fucking cool. I fucking wish. I fucking wish they could be a team. That'd be so cool. Um, Yeah, they're... Uh, okay, first things first. Okan, let me talk to you, buddy. It <laughs> is so to awesome you. to see a man. It is so awesome to see a man who is not afraid to leave his chest hair unwaxed. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Um, He's letting it all hang out. 
he's all that is man he is the great o'connell hail um i love these two when they when they really get going at each other it is so fucking fun to watch um i was tittering and uh laughing and having having a whale of a time watching them so when i say this was my least favorite match of the weekend or doesn't mean it was a bad match they're just the highs were so high over this week i don't know how do you feel i think that's fair no uh it was it was fine um it obviously was pretty sort of laid out that it would be shingo um Though I think there was there was maybe legs in in an Okan or a show uh, taking it, but it kind of looks like I guess, and we'll talk about the challenge or whatever. I guess after we talk about the next match, but it, oh, fuck it, we might as well talk about it now. Um, Shingo challenging Okada and Okada being like, "Yeah, well, you've got a belt now." Cool, let's meet up then. And I've never won the KOPW and I invented it, so let's do that. So it sounds like it's title for title. So I guess after all this time, uh, they finally invented a, an, a, a belt for it only to kind of abolish it. I imagine it's just going to get absorbed into the world title. And I don't have a problem with it because it doesn't look like they spent much money on the belt. Oh, oh no. they're gonna. You know how the world title, they have like that little... Uh, B-roll before before a defense where they'll have <laughs> it's going to show Yano and shit the history, <laughs> the history of the world title or the, yeah. the history of the heavyweight title the history of the intercontinental title that'll go through the history of the fucking KOPW title it's got like ELP fucking smashing the trophy it's got fucking <laughs> dog cage matches and fucking <laughs> <laughs> it's got the who's your daddy stipulation it's fucking <sighs> <sighs> fuck Oh my god! I hope that I happens. Hope they get rid of that piece of shit. Yeah, it's literally Shingo just going. You created this mess, fucking Okada. Have it fucking back. Yeah. Here you Have go it back. And Okada being like, "Cool." It stands for Kazuchika Okada Pro Wrestling, and uh, I'm gonna just have it. Put it in my house. And he's gonna he's gonna absorb it in just like Kota Ibushi did. And yet everyone's gonna be very very excited. Yeah, for him exactly. It's it going up in the house next to the V4, like fucking with all the other belts. He's retired, and that's it. Oh man, who cares? I hate that fucking piece of shit. Yeah. What a fucking terrible belt. Yeah. See you later. I liked like, uh, Okan see, holding it. I thought that was kind of cool. When when Shingo and like. Dude, seeing that piece of shit, that fucking toy, next to the beautiful Rev Pro belt. It was a joke. It was a literal joke. The Rev Pro title is so fucking cool. And it's like, why would you even want it? Like, the way the belt moves. Like, it just looks like it's... Amy goes, is that belt made of cardboard? <laughs> yes. Yes, it's like, it's made of, like, pleather. Yeah, it's not even it's a real actual leather. piece. They and like you can clearly see the Velcro. They've spent no money on this piece of shit, so it it leads me to believe they ain't got it. It ain't long for this world. So yes, we've heard it here first. Aliens gun to the planet, and uh, Shingo is going to become the dual <laughs> KOPW World Heavyweight Champion. I was saying Okada That's was going to become the dual champion. V0 V zero yeah. for Okada. Yeah. Chances of Shingo year. becoming champion again and dethroning Okada. 
Not bloody likely. I want it. I want another Shingo title reign. I do. Yeah. It would be cool. Yeah. Like in now the cool. in now the non COVID era. Like people love him. You know? Like he's so charismatic. I love he's him. so cool. I would say he's cooler than Okada. He's by far cool. He's one of the coolest guys on the roster. He's so fucking cool. He's a great fucking wrestler. Like I th- I think there'd be legs yeah. in like an ongoing Shingo Okada rivalry. Be cool. But then, you know, if you fucking if he takes the belt off Okada, then it leads to Will and Shingo for the oh, the pugs like that. The pugs are getting worked up at the thought. The pugs, the pugs are getting worked up They're at the thought. They're getting riled. I'm getting worked up at the thought of that. Yeah, oh yeah, so. my god, those pugs are excited. Feel these nipples. <laughs> exactly. And final match. Red shoes finally makes his way out. The main event, Jeff fucking Cobb, Aaron fucking Hanare, the United Empire. Oh, my God. Two bad motherfuckers. I've been wanting to see them as a team for a while. I thought that would be yes. badass together. Yes. You were saying that you wanted them for a World Tag League, mm-hmm. for sure. Then, who are their opponents? Who's it going to be? What? That music That music sounds familiar. Dun, 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 dun. Didn't he just leave and go? Didn't he just go back to fucking AEW? It's Kenny fucking Omega. The goddamn Kenny Omega US champion comes out. Fucked He's up. He's still there. His eyes He's black as fuck. Uh, I, I did enjoy Beyond the, recognition. Didn't you uh, like the, the mystery kind of thing of this show where uh, Kevin's like pointing out in the last one? He's like, I just realized this isn't the main event. He's like, they didn't. Abe didn't say this was the main event, so there's still more action to come after this, you know. So, yeah, yeah we didn't know what it was going to be. And Ken even played it like he didn't know who his partner was going to be. You were like, it's going to fucking be Omega, uh, um, going to be Okada. And I was like, okay, what man. if it was Ibushi returning, which would also be really awesome. I've just got my eye on that second Wrestle Kingdom coming down the pike, being in the Ibushi colors, got me interested. But, yeah, and also the rumors of him. Is that the like, one against against Noah? Yeah, yeah, the one that said um, Yokohama or whatever. Uh, yeah. I just noticed it was in those kind of Ibushi colors, and then also there was kind of talk of him like watching Shibata's match and like sitting next to Ibari and shit. So I was wondering if that fence had been thing. I go, what if it's what if it's Ibushi? And he goes, and then what if they kiss? <laughs> yeah. So, but um, what if we all get a puppy? Exactly. What if it happened? Check under your seat. You've all got a puppy. Gaffer taped to the underside of the chair. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's Okada and Omega's like, all right then. And then yeah, you get the the belts Absolute clinking and kind of the like okay scenes, yeah. dude. Yeah. Someone someone on Twitter called uh called it Devil's Reign. Was the name of the? Ah, that's a great. I love it. I want Devil's Reign to be a thing like all the time now. Yeah, that was cool. And like, I just love that they, you know, threw those little details in there. And like, they were already doing like combo moves and shit. Like, and they like have just been thrown together and they're already just like, because they know each other so well, they're just like nowhere to be. And yeah, it was fucking cool. What was it? What was it you said uh, to me earlier? You said Aaron Hanare gets to live on forever in gift form. (laughs) He does, yeah, exactly. I, I had yeah. fucking, I had tweeted out my Instagram. I was like, 
fucking Aaron about to become the fucking new number one contender when he pins Okada. Uh, that didn't happen, <laughs> but he does get to live on forever, man. That's a huge spot for him. I mean, headlining yeah. New Year's Dash the day after Wrestle Kingdom, the big first ever time that Okada and Omega have teamed together, and then being the person to receive that, you know, Devil's Reign fucking combo finisher, whatever you want to call it. Like, he's, he is. He's going to live for eternity in the fucking gif of them doing that together all over social media and stuff. If, if they were playing in the match at the back or whatever, and I'm Hanara, I go, don't worry, Cobb, I'm lying down for this one, mate. I got you, big dog. Yep. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> I kind of like, uh, uh, just like, you know what, you've been here longer, man. I can. He's like, no, no, I insist. I got this. Like, and fucking yep. be the one to take that finish and hit me down. with that baseball bat cracking fucking clothesline let's go yeah, v trigger to the back oh of the fucking head God. let's do it like yeah it was it was sick dude uh and the yeah, stills the stills on. from that fucking moment yeah. like someone oh God, i don't remember who it was on twitter got that fucking collision you see you see the fucking rainmaker coming in you see the v trigger making impact and you see fucking <laughs> Aaron hanare like just obliterated dead, just dead just yeah. lights out yeah gone yeah and he sold and like, like a million bucks as well he just oh died like, yeah. perfect i love i love that i love that these two like you know world champions two of the greatest wrestlers on planet earth and we're talking about how fucking awesome aaron hanare looked taking a double finish yeah and, and fucking we should as well because so fucking, we should we should and it's like that just shows how fucking great he was in this match uh jeff cobb like taunting kenny omega like the balls on that yeah, do, man. doing the Fuck fucking yeah, guns dude. and shit like yeah exactly. get it yeah. get it jeff <laughs> Absolute scenes. Jeffrey Cobb fucking plants Kenny Omega a fucking mile deep and and uh gets a, a a green leather strap for the fucking US title. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking love it. I'm yeah. gonna love every fucking You reckon second it's of it. Cobb and, and Omega first defense? I'm sure it will be. That that's what it looked like. Um and and God knows. Like Cobb can like he could throw a man a mile. He's gonna be able to throw Kenny Omega like with Kenny's selling. He's gonna be able to throw Kenny Omega into the fucking sun. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> it is gonna be amazing. Um, yeah, I I thought it was super fun. And again, another the same as the main event from the night before. Send everybody home happy. Fucking Okada and Omega are friends. Everything fucking works out. Then in comes a sneaky Shingo, uh, fucking shitty and grin on his face to again interrupt and and set up that challenge. And though I don't give a fuck about KOPW, um, I do think that Okada and Shingo together will be absolute money. So, um, yeah, and and so ends a you know two days of great fucking wrestling time. Oh, and we didn't even talk about fucking the backstage altercation. There's been a altercation backstage. Uh, with Lij, and it was Congo walking backstage and confronting Lij in some kind of promo, which, like Ke Kevin Kelly was selling it like it was a physical altercation. There was no physicality yeah. at all. They just kind of walked in and talked some shit or whatever. I wish it was yeah, like no, a brawl going back, like like they keep flicking back and like Congo and Lij are just beating the fuck out of each other out the back. It yeah. would have been really fun. But Cano's yeah, just fucking standing there. <laughs> and he, they're, they're all lined up behind Nakajima's lined up there. All the guys are lined up like they're fucking 
ordering kebabs at fucking two in the morning. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like, and they were like, there's an altercation backstage. Ah! Like, no, no, there's not. And just they've showed like, up and said hello. Um, but that's also a very... It, they might have thought it was an altercation because Kano's like the world's angriest motherfucker. Yeah. Like just the most put upon, annoyed, pissed off human being. I love him for that. Yeah. And I also love the fact that he hates fucking Tetsuya Naito because Naito can fucking poke and prod the bear. He doesn't you know? give a fuck about anything. And so, yeah, they're, they're a perfect um, opposing force to each other. But yeah, I guess uh, probably at that Wrestle Kingdom that we were, were mentioning, it'll probably be, you know, Congo versus LIJ. Or Again. Ken. I would love a Keno versus Naito singles. That would be sick. Oh, man. What if what if they do like a... Uh, because we've already had the Congo versus LIJ. What if they do a thing where it's like, you pick, you know, your five, six dudes, whatever, and we'll pick our five or six dudes and we'll see who fucking comes out on top, right? Like, six matches... You know, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. add them up. Yeah, that would be cool as well. Like singles matches rather than yeah, six singles than matches or tag, like yeah. one one junior tag team match, one heavyweight tag team match, and two singles matches, and we'll see who comes out on top. Yeah, that would, I'd be into it. I I, yeah, if they they it. could turn the they could the whole show could just be Lij versus Congo. I'd watch it. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> like ab- uh, fucking, are you gonna pay extra for it? <laughs> You're going to wait two weeks? Just watch. Yeah. I'll wait longer than two weeks. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, I'm not paying extra for much, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Well, but yeah, I, th- I think... I'm going to yeah. ask you... I'm going to ask you again one more time. I opened it with with this question. I'm going to ask you again. Death ray to the earth, Martian death ray to the earth, gun to the earth. Is New Japan back? And I said it before. New Japan never left, baby. The only people that left were the fans. Exactly. The only people were people that just lost interest. And to be fair, I mean, they never left, but they did lose their spark for a while there. But the world was fucked up, man. Like, it was a different place to navigate. There was restrictions in place. I don't think the bookers or, like, the talent ever lost a step. It's just they were really handcuffed in what they could do and what they could achieve. And now that everything's opening back up and everything's turning around, they're able to start to operate at their potential again. And I think they ended the 2022 season with a bang with Wrestle Kingdom 17, and they have kicked off 2023 with a bang with New Year's Dash. And unlike some other previous dashes where literally nothing has happened, they had lots of things going on, lots of storylines and seeds in place, uh, to kick us off uh, in a really good way for the new year. So I'm excited. Don't want to quit the podcast. Very interested to keep talking about it. Um, and yeah, I, I think I think it's really good. So I guess we'll probably still do a wrap-up show, right? Do we want to do like sort of a year in review? I'm not good at memory, but uh, um, we, we could still we'll do just, that kind of vibe. Yeah, or yeah, I don't know. I think, I think we should just say like our favorite moments from the year that was yeah uh and then like maybe one or two of our least favorite moments from the year that was because we always end up doing that and bumming ourselves out at the end of the fucking show (laughs) uh and maybe we'll talk to our friends out there uh specifically anyone who listens to our podcast we want to hear from you uh what was your favorite 
moment from the year in new Japan. It doesn't have to be like a specific match. Like if you met a, a new Japan wrestler, you were at a fucking AEW show and you met, uh, you know, Jay white or something. Yeah. Tell us, man, that'd be fucking cool. Let's hear about it. Uh, let us know. We want to hear from you. If you're listening to this podcast, you specifically, we want to hear from you. Please DM us, men- mention us on the, the tweets or the Instagram, anything we want to, we want to focus on the positive vibes. I reckon. High moments right. in your New Japan fandom for 2022. That's what we want to focus That's on. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if you uh, enjoy the cut of our jib and you'd like to hear more dick jokes for free, where can they find you, Rafe? Uh, you can find me at Faces Feels Cast. Uh, that's where I interview all sorts of professional wrestlers from around the world. You can check that out. It's been a little bit slower going over the Christmas New Year's break just because there isn't time to get out but i have plenty of interviews in the bank that will be coming real soon and i'll start my um interview schedule again in the new year i think i'm gonna try curtis to balance my life a little bit better this year i i have a thing where i just run hot on everything i'm like i'm trying to fit in 20 interviews a week trying to speak to you on a fortnight you know do all these things and i think i'm just gonna slow it down and and go for consistency over you know you know quality over quantity so I think I might try and do like an interview a month or maybe only two interviews a month and then Okada shorts fortnightly and leave myself some space to like enjoy a day off occasionally where I'm not like recording three interviews in a day <laughs> and ending up with this huge backlog of stuff, you know? Uh, and, and that's going to be the goal is to, to keep up that quality over quantity. And then you and I have talked about some you know, new endeavors we want to do and ideas we have for the show and, you know, bigger concepts, stuff like we had heaps of fun doing like the end end game kind of thing and we have plans to sort of continue that as a segment we occasionally do with the fantasy booking stuff. So I want to keep on exploring uh, ways that we can set a card of shorts apart and do fun things that entertain us, you know. So in the new year, I think we're going to have a, a real good time. I think we're going to continue to find our vibe and and just have fun being fans of new Japan. That's right. That's right. We're going to, we're going to be strong 2023 vibes, man. Yeah. We got also Tamashi 2023 vibes. Also, uh, you know, a W 2023 vibes. Absolutely. And I mean, I already know like we're traveling in, in 2023. I'm going to be in Japan in April. Uh, whether there's no shows announced yet, so I don't know whether there'll be anything on, but either way, I'll be in Japan, uh, which is going to be a huge return back to fucking my favourite place in the world. So that's going to be awesome. I'll be able to share stories from that, maybe even meet up with a couple of my friends over there. Um, and yeah, and get it popping and, and really just like enjoy doing the show. So thanks for doing it for me, uh, like in 2022, man, like, uh, how long have we been doing this now? Over a year? I don't, I don't even know. No, 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 no. Uh, when did we, we started start? this in April. Was it April this year? I think it was April Just been. this year. Cause it was new, new Japan cup time. Ah, so we've known each other longer than that, obviously, because we, yes, we started with super J, but then we started Okada shorts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay, there you go. So, known each other for over a year, but Okada Shorts hasn't quite hit a year yet. So, yeah, I am very excited to continue this and maybe there's some other fun things that we 
can do along the way. Hell yeah, dude. Hells yeah. Well, <laughs> if you enjoy our particular brand of whimsy and uh, would like to give us gifts of money, we could uh, really use your help over at patreon.com slash countoutpod. Uh, that's where you can give us gifts of money in the one, three, or five dollar range, American, and that will go to help out everyone on the Countout Podcasting Network uh, to uh, do new and special and fun things. You'll hear all sorts of different podcasts, like Ryan hasn't seen anything, and Your Dose of Death, and How to Talk to Your Friend about wrestling, and a bunch of other great shows. And uh, so all that money goes to helping out badass podcasters to do badass podcast things. And we appreciate it. If you can't give us gifts of money, not everyone has the money it takes to give us money. Uh, if you don't go ahead and just uh, rate us five stars or, um, you know, leave a review or tell a friend. And if you've done all of those things, we love you. If you haven't done all of those things, it would help us out and we would appreciate it immensely. Thank you so much. Absolutely. It's just all about community on the internet and like podcasts and things. It's a, it's a slow growing business. I know I've done mine for a few years now and it, you know, it takes a bit to start to build up steam and build up, you know, goodwill with your listener base and things like that. But any sharing or commenting on things or liking things, it all matters and it all helps, you know, uh, raise the, the profile of the show and allows us to, to share it with a greater number of people. So yeah. Thank you so much for listening in 2022. I hope you had fun coming along the with the ride with us. And uh, yeah, and so begins 2023. And it's off to a good fucking start, man. Absolutely. What a fucking Wrestle Kingdom. What a New Year's dash. Let's, uh, let's do that thing, man. It's rain, subscribe, listen or die. Keep it right. Keep it tight. And most importantly, keep it what? Short. This has been a Count Out Podcast.